0: It's showtime, folks! Hola, this is Shelly Martinez.
1: This is former WWE superstar Luke Gallows. Here's your boy, Shaq Gasbody. This is the World Warrior (laughs) Low-Key. This is Charlie Chilton of Ring of Honor. This is Christopher Daniels, and the gospel according to the fallen angel says that you are listening to the SNS Radio Network. Hey, yo, say hello to the bad guy. Scott Hall. Big Daddy Cool Diesel slash Kevin Nash on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, what's up at the ODB One Thirty Pitbull? Uh, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion. As you're listening to SNS Radio Network, Sucker! Hi, gang. This is Mean Gene Okerlund from the WWE. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. And you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Oh, it's real. It's damn real.
2: The world
1: is listening. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired.
2: This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back.
1: You
0: take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want. to. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes.
1: You are now jacked in to the virtual matrix please stand by for all the latest in professional wrestling video gaming movies and entertainment with chris kelly of headlocks to headlines.com and the latest in video gaming with the sensational sequel what yes he's back and here is your host the Force is strong
2: with you.
1: Henceforth, you shall be known as.
2: Mister...
1: Money on the mic, JJ Sexy! Remember,
2: all I'm offering is the truth.
3: Guys, good evening. Welcome to another episode of Unplugged right here on the SNS Radio Network. Of course, the name's Sexay, JJ Sexay, all caps, mind you. Mr. Money on the mic. I am in a, a fantastic kind of mood this week. I, I don't really have a reason. Well, I mean, well, okay. Technically, that would be a lie. Yesterday was was technically my. Fifth year wedding anniversary. Me and Harmony have been married actually five years now, so. Had a wonderful day spending with my wife. Just relaxing. No stress. No fuss. It was a good day. What can I say? But aside from that, I I got a chance to check out most of SmackDown tonight. I did miss a few matches, but I do have the results, so we can cover that in the SmackDown review for tonight. That being said, I found it rather interesting that once again, we are having the fallout from the draft, we're still seeing the guys from Raw, or from SmackDown rather, who were drafted to Raw, still on the show, we're seeing the new guys that were drafted from Raw to SmackDown, and I gotta say, I'm not a big fan of the red and blue shirts, just I'm not a fan. There's really no other way to put it. But with that said, uh, there is something I want to preface beginning this show tonight. Unfortunately, uh, I was hit with a little bit of bad news, I'd say, about an hour ago. I got a call from uh, the Booker with Ring of Honor, and we did have scheduled for tonight Charlie Haas, one half of the world's greatest tag team, uh, multiple-time former WWE tag team champion alongside Shelton Benjamin, now current Ring of Honor uh, World Tag Team Champion alongside Shelton Benjamin. Unfortunately, he is unable to be on the broadcast tonight. I'm a little bummed about that, but we will be working out possibly getting him back on the program within the next few weeks. I know Krelly's going to be working on that, but uh, I was told to uh, send the apology to you guys. Unfortunately, something came up tonight and Charlie Haas was unable to make the show. That being said, I'm not going to let that be a downer. Uh, Again, I've said this many times before. This show does not revolve around the guests that are booked. We have a good time on this show. We talk wrestling. We talk video gaming. We talk movies. We talk just about everything on this show. Nothing is taboo. So I'm not going to let that get under my skin tonight. A lot to talk about. A lot of things to cover in the next two hours or so. So with that said, let's go ahead and jump right in to uh, tonight's edition of SmackDown on the Sci-Fi Channel. So I guess the big question going into tonight's SmackDown is, do you know your enemy? Do you? Do you really know them? Are they your friends? Masquerading as your friends, but are they really your enemies? It's a very philosophical question when you think about it. So we open up SmackDown tonight with the brand new draft pick. Randy Orton starts the show off. Comes out to introduce himself to the SmackDown fans. This, of course, draws out the former Chosen One, formerly of SmackDown, Drew McIntyre. Who comes out in his Raw t-shirt, interrupts Randy Orton. Says that he just came to say hello and goodbye. Kicks Randy Orton in the gut. Goes for the, uh, goes for what is it? The, uh, what, what does he call that DDT? Huge show DDT. Wow, the voice of God. No, it's just Crowley. The Future Shock DDT. Thank you, Crelly. Uh, Randy Orton counters with a beautiful RKO, laying Drew McIntyre out on his final appearance on the SmackDown brand. Next up, he decides to go ahead, grab the microphone again, and continue upon his promo when out of nowhere the music hits and Alex Riley decides that he wants to interrupt Randall Keith Orton. Well... Doesn't go very well for him. Before he even gets a word in edgewise, he gets an RKO for his trouble as well. Uh, The crowd, of course, going ape shit nuts. Loving every moment of uh, the apex predator, the viper, if you will, on the SmackDown brand after, what, about five years? I think the last time he was on SmackDown was probably about 2006. So, next up, we hear the music for Alberto Del Rio. We have Brodus Clay and, of course, Ricardo Rodriguez, the ring announcer, come out. Alberto says that this Sunday at Extreme Rules, he will be winning the World Heavyweight Championship and taking that title to Raw. Um, Brodus Clay attacks Randy Orton. Christian comes in to make the save. Teddy Long comes out and announces that we're going to have a tag team main event match tonight on SmackDown basically pitting Alberto Del Rio and Brotus Clay against both Christian and the Viper, Randy Orton. So, a pretty good segment overall. Uh, next up, we have Kofi Kingston coming down to ringside. And uh, if you blinked, you might have missed this. Sheamus from behind beats the living shit out of Kofi Kingston. I mean... Beat the hell out of Kofi Kingston. Never got one bit of offense in. Just dominated Kofi. Uh, What better way to send Kofi away than to just completely destroy him? So uh, I guess this is obviously going to set up. The rumor is I thought we were going to see maybe Wade Barrett and Kofi Kingston for the Intercontinental Championship, but it looks like they're going to make a U.S. title match going into Sunday's Extreme Rules between Kofi and... And uh, and Sheamus kind of leads me to believe that possibly Kofi Kingston's going to win and take the U.S. title back to the Raw brand, considering that, as of right now, SmackDown has both the mid-card championships. Pretty safe bet, I would think. Um, next up, we have Michael Cole, who's cutting a promo and talking about how he's going to dominate both Jerry the King Lawler and Jim Ross this Sunday at Extreme Rules and uh, basically kind of does the Arkansas Razorback woo pig suey in talking about JR, announces uh, the man who will be in his corner, his partner, if you will, in this match at Extreme Rules, Jack Swagger. Uh, we have a matchup between Jack Swagger and Sin Cara, which literally was 90% Jack Swagger offense. Jack Swagger dominated Sin Cara. Uh, there was one spot in particular that I loved. He actually has Cara down on the ground and is pushing, he's doing the push-ups off of Cara's body. Which I thought, man, he's got to use that. If if this is the gimmick with him going forth, uh, if he's going to like humiliate his opponents, I think that's the perfect way. I mean, does everyone remember Scott Steiner for the longest time would do push-ups in the ring? I think it's great to actually do push-ups off your opponent. I mean, nothing says I'm dominating your ass like push-ups. So uh, I really enjoyed that. Of course, uh, Sin Cara actually, I do believe, got a roll-up and won the match over Jack Swagger, even though Swagger pretty much nominated him the whole match. Uh, we, we get a, a basic uh, a basic problem started between Michael Cole and Sin Cara, who was not happy that Swagger's head wasn't in the game going into Sunday's Extreme Rules. So pretty good segment. I, I just I wasn't impressed. I don't know how much editing they did. On this particular match, but I got to be real honest, I was not impressed with Sin Cara tonight. I mean, swagger literally dominated him. So we'll see where that goes from here. Um, we see a backstage segment next up with uh, Rey Mysterio being, I guess, wished congratulations by the great Kali and Runjan Singh as he's going to the Raw brand. A little back and forth between Runjan and Kali. And then all of a sudden, we're introduced <clears throat> to one of the newest characters, uh, I guess it's going to be debuting on the SmackDown brand in the very near future, a man that I have a, uh, a loose affiliation with. I've worked with for several years here in the uh, Canadian wrestling scene. Uh, Jinder Mahal, who he's wrestling as in FCW right now. I know him as Tiger Raj Singh, who wrestled for Stampede Wrestling and, of course, uh, Prairie Wrestling Alliance and I do believe was the Prairie Wrestling Alliance champion before signing a developmental deal back in 2009-2010 with World Wrestling Entertainment. So, uh, you know, I was glad to see him. He looks like he's in a lot better shape than he was when he left uh, Calgary. And I've seen some promos of him from FCW, and he's really improved on the microphone. So time will tell how he's going to be, but I really liked... I really liked... How they set everything up with him, um, as far as the great Kali and Runjan that they had going in here, uh, with Runjan and great Kali kind of talking back and forth. Runjan's like, "Oh, Kali, look over there," you know. And they made a big deal out of Jinder Mahal being there. You know, you could see the mutual respect between he and the great Kali, and of course, uh, Runjan Singh. And I, I'm glad to see that they're actually doing something with this gimmick that Raj has because uh, he is a descendant. Obviously, he is the nephew of uh, great gamma who was a big star in stampede, you know, back in the seventies, uh, early eighties. And he and his cousin Gamma Singh jr. Were a very powerful duo here in the Canadian wrestling scene as the uh, new Karachi vice. Uh, he was actually trained by great gamma, Rick Titan. And of course the very late bad news, Allen, who was a good friend of mine as well. So, I'm looking forward to see what they can do. As far as a guy that has an Indian heritage behind him, he does. And I know Great Khali is a big deal in India. And I think that uh, Jinder Mahal is going to get a decent rub from the Great Khali. But more importantly, I think he's got a lot better, uh, you know, obviously he's, he's more physical than the Great Khali. He's in better shape than Khali. He can do things in the ring the Great Khali can't. So this is probably going to be a big kudo for the WWE. Again, I'm going to hold judgment until I actually see his debut and see what he does in the ring, but I'm very happy for Raj. I hope this works out for him, but we did see a new character tonight possibly be, be debuting on the SmackDown brand in Jinder uh, Mayhall. So next up, we actually have a match between Rey Mysterio and Mark Henry. Match doesn't last very long. And in the end, if I'm not mistaken, Rey Mysterio, uh, I believe... Didn't Rey Mysterio get the win, Crelly? No, it was the DQ.
4: Yes, DQ after Cody Rhodes ran out
3: and attacked him. That's right. Yeah, Cody Rhodes just came in. This is is the match that I actually missed. I had to go pick up Harmony from work. Um, I did see the next one, however. The WWE Tag Team Champions, Big Show and Kane, taking on The Core. Uh, Very short match. The core ended up getting just completely beaten up. Uh, Finished it off with a double choke slam by both the Big Show and Kane, who are now on opposite brands. Once again, able to move around and go to different brands. Uh, We had a Michelle McCool and Layla match that ended in a double countout. So it appears that they have added a stipulation to their match at Extreme Rules this week. On Sunday, it's going to be a loser leaves SmackDown. I know a lot of people were, were speculating that it was a loser leaves the WWE, but it is effective a, a loser leaves SmackDown stipulation. can I jump in here?
4: Yeah. Uh, they actually, live, it said lo- loser leaves SmackDown, but then they, but then they actually, um, over here and also in, in Australia, they changed it and they dubbed in the word WWE. So it is a loser leaves WWE match.
3: Really? Yes. It's very confusing. And and for that, and for
4: that, I for that, I, ha- I have some news why it was changed. But yes, it was changed from a loser leaves SmackDown
3: to a loser leaves to be rematch. Yeah. good to know. See, we don't even know what's going on here. It's crazy. I don't think the WWE knows half the time. So next up, we have a uh, interview with Christian, who's talking with Matt Stryker about his matchup at Extreme Rules. Talks about how he's been up and down the road with Edge for you know twenty something years. They've been best friends. And, uh, you know, how Alberto Del Rio keeps talking about it's his destiny. It's his legacy to win the world title. And Christian feels that, you know, it's his right to become the world heavyweight champion. And he's going to do it this Sunday at Extreme Rules. A very heartfelt, emotional promo from Christian. I, I really got behind what he had to say. And I personally would love to see him win that belt this Sunday. But I just don't know that that's going to happen. I mean, logically, feasibly, you would think that with Miz still on the Raw brand and still your WWE champion, with all three of those people in the cage match, Morrison, Cena, Miz, they're all on the Raw brand, that that wouldn't change anything up, but the WWE has a policy or at least a... Not a policy, but more like a habit of mixing things up every now and then to where you don't know what's going on. So... I'm going to hold my judgment till Sunday to kind of give my pick on that one. But I'm hoping Christian prevails. But for some reason, I just uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Alberto doesn't walk away the world champion. Next up, we have our big uh, main event tag team match. Randy Orton and Christian taking on Alberto Del Rio and Brodus Clay. Uh, pretty good match back and forth. But in the end, Orton gets the win with an RKO over Brodus Clay. So that is what happened on SmackDown tonight. If I had to give it a grade, going into as the go-home show for SmackDown, going into, obviously, Extreme Rules on Sunday, I'd have to say that, you know, i give it a B. I didn't think it was a bad show. Uh, My biggest complaint, and I think I mentioned this earlier, I am not liking the SmackDown and Raw t-shirts. It's fine to wear them to the ring. When you get to the ring to wrestle, take the damn shirts off. It's very confusing when you've got... A raw guy and a smackdown guy taking on two smackdown guys, or a raw and a smackdown guy taking on a raw and a smackdown guy. Uh, I just we know whose brand you're on. I just I, I feel like it's overkill, and I wasn't a big fan of it. You know, wear them down to the ring, Sure. after this week, we don't have to worry about it because the draft will be over with. Everybody will be secured on their brands. Does this mean we're still going to see them jumping back and forth? Probably, so in in retrospect, does the brand split mean anything? Well, not really. So, we'll see what happens, man. But, uh, you know, I give it a B. Not a bad show. Looking forward to Extreme Rules. There's a couple matches I think could really steal the show that I'm looking forward to. So, on that note, we're going to jump into uh, a little bit of news of the week. And, of course, joining me on the phone lines, Headlocks to headlines.com, the official news source of Unplugged and most of the other shows, right here on the uh, SNS radio network. The man... With the plan, the international sensation, Chris Kelly.
4: You know, have you noticed how they've started calling coordinating the international sensation? I think that's kind of stealing my idea from ages ago. But you know what, WWE can keep that idea. (laughs) The world is listening, Chris But as I mentioned earlier, yes, um, the Michelle McCool match, um, it was announced at at, at a taping that it was a loser-leaves-fantdown match. But then they dubbed over the audio. And it was quite quite poor dubbing, because it was like a, like such a different pitch. But yes, it's a loser leaves WWE match, and this, and there's a reason behind this. And JJ, this would be shocking. Michelle McCool, I mean, sorry, spoiler alert. One, two, three. Michelle McCool is apparently leaving the WWE after Extreme Rules. She is it- parting ways with WWE after Extreme Rules.
3: Well, and I can believe that simply based on the fact, and I'm pretty sure the reasoning behind this, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this one out, the reason behind this being that, for most of you that don't know, Michelle McCool has been married to The Undertaker for, what, about a year now. And uh, Undertaker is not on the active roster. There's no plans to bring him back anytime soon. Obviously, he's going to recover from injuries that he's sustained over the last couple of years. So... It makes perfect sense for the Undertaker to want his wife to be at home with him and not touring with the company. So, uh, you know, got to kind of lean toward Michelle McCool uh, leaving the WWE this weekend.
4: And I know people are moaning that, that like they kind of now because, because we know this. This means that for sure that that lady's going over. Yeah, possibly, but I see. I do see why Taker wanted to get his wife back at home because you know what the WWE was like in the locker room. So. They replaced him, and I wouldn't be surprised to see her return a few months or like a few months down the line around when Untaker returns, because apparently he is returning to the Raw brand when he does return. So apparently he he was drafted without, without being drafted. So would you be shocked to see both her and Antico appear on Raw at the same time? Uh, not not
3: really. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me <laughs>
4: because on um, they were married and. McCall's not been working much. He worked 17 matches last year when he was injured, so it's not that shocking. Now, speaking of people being drafted, did you hear the story about Beth Phoenix being drafted to Raw just to keep CM Punk happy?
3: What? Are they dating? Yes. they are, uh, Apparently, they are engaged. Okay. and You know what the question in my mind is right now? Is there anybody in wrestling that CM Punk hasn't fucking fucked? Uh I mean, Maria, Lita, you name it, he's been there.
4: Yeah, but apparently, and this, and I've got it, PW Insider, apparently he was upset. Oh, no, sorry. He's been upset that his character on Raw has been kind of lackluster, and his contract is up in a few months' time, and he has shown no indication of wanting to resign. So he is looking to get out of WWE, so WWE drafted over his girlfriend
3: to uh, make sure that he stayed. Well, if he okay, look, if he's not happy, he's not happy. Um, bringing your girlfriend over to the brand is not going to change that. Uh, I don't understand what he has to be so disappointed about. I think he's got one of the best characters in the in the whole company. Quite frankly, I, I love the CM Punk character. Um, right, I love that he you know he's straight edge, that he prophesizes the truth, and he's the bad guy for telling the truth. You know, Randy Orton, by all rights, should have been the bad guy in this feud because he's the one that cost CM Punk the championship a couple years ago when he was heel. You know, he tells but it like it is. I mean, that's what kills me. I think his gimmick is, is fantastic. Uh, you right. know, he, he's, he's a multiple time world champion. Uh, you know, if he feels like people like The Miz are getting a bigger push than him or he's just not happy in general, I don't get that. I mean, if he leaves the WWE, where do you go? There's two places. I mean, granted, you can go on a tour of Japan and probably go some other places, but mainstream-wise in the U.S., there's only two other places to go. One of them is Ring of Honor, and you've already been like the main guy there. It would be like a downgrade to go from the WWE to Ring of Honor. Or you go to TNA, which is not going to do you any favors either. So he's kind of like a big deal in a big pond, so I don't know what his motivations are. I'm sure he's getting a good paycheck. Who knows? Right. I, I I just... If he's unhappy with his character, I, I can't see why you would be unhappy with it. I think...
4: I think come extreme rules, we'll be able to tell if he's resigned or not. Because if he puts over Orton, that means that he's... That I think that would be him winding down. But if he's put over Orton... That means that in my eyes that he's re signed and he will probably get a big push if he re signs because he will he is probably one of the biggest heels on the raw. And if he leaves, that would leave a big gap in the raw hill, section, wouldn't it? Well,
3: it would, but you know what? Here's the good thing. And, and I'm not encouraging that I want CM Punk to leave. I like CM Punk. Let me let me stress that. But any time you get a guy who's a, a main event caliber talent like that, who's a good hand in the ring And does a pretty good job of helping get other people over as well. Because I have no doubt in my mind he's not going over Orton at the pay-per-view. So regardless, I'm pretty sure the plan was to let Orton go over. I'd be surprised if it didn't have that ending to it. But here's the thing, right? If a guy like CM Punk leaves the company, that means that everybody else gets a chance to step it up. Because eventually somebody else will take that spot and run with it. And that's how new stars are made. So you transition the old ones out, and you bring the new ones in. So if he does leave, granted, somebody will be there. Maybe not at first, but somebody will be there to fill the spot that he left behind. That's just Ugh. that's just the way you progress in the wrestling business. And if you look, who just came free One, Chris Jericho.
4: Chris Jericho could easily take that hill spot on Raw. Because the fans will go back crazy when he returns. Oh, yeah. So, as a CM Punk, I don't know, I mean, like, like I say, Great Hill, but if he wants to go, so be it. And I'm pretty sure down the, down, down, down the line, if he goes away, he, he he will come back because you can't go from WWE to Ring of Honor. Like, I'm not trying to like show no, no disrespect to Ring of Honor, but when you go from the WWE down to TNA or down to Ring of Honor, you will see it. You will feel a difference. And... <clears throat> I think, given time, Punk will come back, and he will be a world champion because his gimmick is just so fantastic. But I do see where he comes from. He's not as big as he once was. Saying that, I do prefer the new Nexus compared to the the old um, SES. Who knows? Now, um, did you get a chance to see this week's um, Superstars? And Ah. did you get to see um, D.H. Smith's new gimmick kind of thing, where he was a mix between JBL and he also mocked Hulk Hogan?
3: Well, I, okay, hold on a second. Look, before you start spreading like shit around here, I don't think it's his new gimmick, more or less. I don't know what the plan is for D.H. Schmidt at this point. But here in Calgary, and I learned this after I moved here in '06. Uh, every what is it? July when they have the, the the Stampede here, which is like a, which is basically like a like a state fair, you know, where you got all the rides and you've got like rodeos and they have chuck wagon races and stuff, and you know they have a lot of concerts here during the Stampede and. During the week of the Stampede, they have this big parade, and every year they usually white hat somebody, so they give them a white Stetson hat. Uh, A few years before, I guess, Stu Hart passed away, he was white hatted here in Calgary. And the only thing that came to my mind when I watched that match with D.H. Smith, he walked out in the white Stetson, was that he took his grandfather's white Stetson, that he was white hatted here in Calgary, and brought it down to the ring. I don't think that he's turning into cowboy D.H. Smith or, you know, they're trying to revisit some god-awful old Bret Hart gimmick when Bret Hart was supposed to be cowboy Bret Hart back in the day. Um, I don't think that's it at all. As far as him stealing gimmicks, I didn't see it. He did do a leg drop, but I didn't see much of a Hulk Hoganism in it. Um, You didn't see him do the whole hand gesture. I I must have missed that.
4: Yeah, uh, like before he did the leg drop, he kind of like shakes his hips. And then he did the Hulk Hogan, like, um, hand to the ear, to the crowd. And then went, and, like, tapped his hand like Hogan used to do. So it, it, it was a direct rip-off of Hulk Hogan. Like, to me, that, looks, that does look like a guy that wants to get out of the company. But his match with Zack um, Ryder was actually pretty decent. It, it was, like, the best match I've seen this week. And it was on superstars. And those guys and that was a wrestling match. Well 19, and that was a great wrestling
3: match. Then, did did you not watch Trent Beretta and Tyson Kidd? I thought that was a much better match.
4: I saw, I saw the end of it, but I but it seems like and ever since they've been ever since Superstars had been taken off WGN, it's become more of a wrestling show. Which in my opinion is fantastic. I mean maybe that's how they should go with the, with uh, superstars and just have it pure wrestling. Right.
3: Because
4: um, I left all the matches.
3: I just want to say, I'm looking in the chat room right now, and uh, he's not British. D.H. Smith is Canadian. His dad, obviously, was British. Uh, the British Bulldog, David Boy Smith. His mother was uh, Diana Smith uh, Hart, who, of course, one of Stu's kids. Sister of Brett the Hitman Hart. Uh, so he actually was, I believe, born in Canada. So he is a Canadian citizen. So, um, But that is what's going on with D.H. Smith. I just wanted to update that. But Mr. Murray, 666, six, six, yes. You're welcome. And then, when he turned, and then when he turned heel,
4: they turned him into, you know, they, at first they, they tried to turn him into the Canadian Bulldog when he, when he turned heel first. Well,
3: no, actually, they, they actually debuted him, and I, he was kind of going under the Canadian Bulldog gimmick. And, you know, he debuted with a company, what, in 2007, had two matches, I think, and then was suspended for, uh, for steroid use when they bulldog. enacted the wellness policy.
4: The way the the way that they brought him in was quite bizarre because they
3: showed his they showed all his dark matches on WWE.com. Well, yeah, you here's here's the messed up thing, man. I literally the weekend that I moved here, June sixth of two thousand six, when Harmony and I left Oklahoma in my car and made the trek from Oklahoma City all the way to Calgary. We literally were in a hotel the night they had the ECW invasion and he ran out on Raw and it was just that guy in the ring with all the Raw superstars. Yeah. He literally signed a contract right after the Hall of Fame in 2006 when Brett was inducted and right. sat at home for about a year and a half, wasn't allowed to work indies, wasn't working developmental, was paid to sit at home, until they called him up and had something for him. Right. I mean, they literally... Uh, I think they literally signed him just so TNA would not get a hold of him.
4: Yeah, and at first I thought he would get a decent push, but then he just went flat. Absolute flat. But, well, yeah, well speaking of D.H. Uh, Smith, of course he wrestled this week on Superstars with that Ryder. And apparently his, um, his new internet sensation is becoming kind of a, like, a growing um, like uh, trend in we the locker room, and a lot of people are saying that him going on the internet and getting over is a great idea, and they fully expect him to get pushed. Now, this is the way I'd do it. I would have him go on a mass winning streak on Superstars, not on Raw, not on Now, but get get him over with the the fans on Superstars, then put him on to Raw, because I think I think he has he has talent like like so much talent, and he could hold a mid card title. And I I think the WWE need to explore him being and an, uh, a fan uh, sorry of the IWT being being his fans because I I think he awesome. some woo woo woo. Spiky well, head. you know,
3: speak, speaking of Zack Ryder, look, here's here's the thing. I don't have anything against Zack Ryder. I think he is, uh, I think he's very talented. You know, I think he's 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 very funny. He's got the charisma. He's not a big guy, and I think he could be a good mid card guy, like you mentioned. Um, I got a chance to play last week the uh, Road to WrestleMania that you can download on the Xbox 360, courtesy of Matt Black. It's called Zack Ryder's Road to WrestleMania. Check that out if you get a chance. But um, not to really spoil it, he ends up having matches with the Undertaker and Triple H, and you know pisses off Vince McMahon and uh, you know John Cena and all these other guys, all these top WWE you know stalwarts, and ends up at the very end of the uh, the Road to WrestleMania that you play through. He ends up winning the WWE Championship, uh, beating Randy Orton and becoming the champion. And I told Matt Black on the show this this past week on the Causecast, the, the best ending he could have given that story would have been to have uh, Zack Ryder sleeping on the couch and had Edge or somebody walk in and wake him up and say, Hey, uh, you're next up in this Battle Royal, and if you win the Battle Royal, then you get to go to, to the Royal Rumble as a participant. You know, And it could have all been a dream, and I thought... What better way to end that story? Because, I mean, let's face it, you know, as much as Zack Ryder is, is an awesome kind of guy and, you know, he's talented, I don't see him getting, you know, wins over guys like Taker or John Cena or Triple H or, or any of the main roster. Again, good mid-card, maybe U.S. title, intercontinental guy. I just don't see him as a main event guy.
4: I think, in all honesty, he might get released come the cuts. Because, like, I was in the, I was in that, that chat room that they did for the WWE draft. That lasted about three hours. And when it was now Seamus was the last draft pick, the chat room went crazy. Twitter went crazy. We want Ryder. And that is usually the death knell. If, you, if you're a guy that's on the lower card and not drafted, you're usually done for. So, but would WWE release a guy that gets more ratings on YouTube than... NXT and superstars put together?
3: You know what? I I think he's going to be okay. I I don't think he's getting released. He's obviously got a following. I think The Office likes him. You know, maybe they'll do something with him on the Raw brand. Maybe they won't. I don't know. I think he would have been better off on SmackDown personally, but, you know, time will tell. I don't think he's getting released, but I've been wrong before. What else do we have
4: now? um, Yesterday, no, sorry, today, there was the WWE... um, uh, it was the WWE Stock Investors Conference with Vince McMahon. And there was one question brought up to Vince. And the question was, when are you going to buy the three-letter company that's based in um, in Nashville, Tennessee, because they have the wrong people running it? And Vince McMahon laughed, and then the guy asked him, because uh, because Stephanie is much smarter than Dick Carter. And then Vince McMahon just ignored it. And then, he, and then the guy goes, um, would you buy it? And Vince goes, um, "I." Uh, um, the man goes, "I don't know. If it have a sale, maybe. Who, who knows?"
3: Well, you know, I, I watched that today, and I, I found it funny that first of all, the guy that asked looked like a fucking retard. Uh, you know, he, I mean, again, he just didn't seem like he knew what he was talking about at first. Probably just you know somebody that, that bought you know a couple bucks worth of stock and thought he should be there, and basically asked Vince McMahon. You know, if he was going to buy the company and said that, he, that Stephanie could run it better than Dixie Carter and Vince McMahon said, well, I would hope so, which I thought was hilarious. You, you actually got to see on the video Stephanie and Triple H laughing their asses off. And, you know, it was a pretty awkward moment for Vince. I don't think that was something that he was expecting. But when you let just anybody in these meetings, sometimes you end up getting stuff like that. And I thought Vince handled the situation pretty good. It was awkward. But, you know, at the same time, if he was to buy the company, you know, he'd probably just end it, which, you know, is fine. He At least he'd have, what, eight years worth of library to put on his wrestling channel a couple of years.
4: And he'd finally have Sting under contract. <laughs> for next year's Mania, he has Sting un- under contract. Now,
3: Sting would fucking go into exile and fucking retire and never be no, seen no. again.
4: Sting would go work for Ring of Honor. No, in fact, he would go that far away, he would go work. At, at CZW. Just just get that far away from Mr. Man, he would go back to the indie scenes. He, he must not work. At all. For Mr. Man. But, um, now, t- apparently TNA have, uh, recently trademarked a new name. They recently trademarked, um, the term, Impact Wrestling. And, of course, this is the rumoured new name for the company. And... If the, and now, if, if they're called the Impact Wrestling Company, that makes the initials IWC. I found that hilarious, considering the TNA aren't very friendly towards the IWC at all.
3: Well, that, that's only if it, that's only if it's called Impact Wrestling Company. If it's just Impact Wrestling, it's just IW. Yeah, but the Impact Wrestling Company, when it, it, it would be called. That would be but, stupid if they called it the Impact Wrestling Company. Yeah, but this, this this is the for me, for me TNA.
4: But do you think the new name would work?
3: You know, I, I even heard people talk about Impact Zone Wrestling. There actually is a company called Impact Zone Wrestling uh, in Oklahoma. It's in Lawton, Oklahoma. I've, I've worked for them in the past. So <laughs> when I heard all this, I thought, man, you guys are crazy with this. You know, I mean, Impact Wrestling, okay, sure. Impact Zone Wrestling, okay, maybe... Impact Wrestling Co., no, but hey, wouldn't it be funny if it was IWC, you're right. I just, again, and I hate to sound like I'm just, you know, the worst fucking person to talk to in the world about TNA. I don't fucking care about this company. I gave them eight years, eight years of my life covering their product, trying to follow it, trying to be a fan. And in the last year and a half, I felt like they just walked down to the ring and took a big hulking shit right in the middle of it, and that's what they're serving us all. So, as you know, I have boycotted the company. I don't care. If it were up to me, I'd shut the doors down forever and beg Ted Turner to please bring some wrestling back to the masses because I think he's the only one that might have a shot at doing anything with professional wrestling at this point in time.
4: Well, it's quite bizarre because I was watching what's the what's their spin-off show called? No, isn't it called Explosion? Explosion, and- yes. That's actually decent. That is just pure wrestling. And they have like a brand that they have JB and Taz on the announce team. And they have Kitty Hemi as the ring announcer. And when they do Explosion, it's actually much better than Impact because it's just pure wrestling. And maybe that, that's the way that they need to go. Just like literally have no storylines, just have pure wrestling because we are wrestling fans. And that, that, that would be a way to be the opposite of WWE. WWE is now entertainment. Why not have Impact be wrestling-based? Just an idea.
3: Well, you know, since we're on this TNA topic, here's another one. Jeff Jarrett trying to get publicity for TNA any way he can. Basically (laughs) throwing out the challenge to uh, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge.
4: Yes, he decided to go to the Daily Mail and call out Prince Williams and Kate whatever his surname is, and turns him to a tag team match and after they honeymoon in Orlando.
3: All, now, I can, all, all I can say is TNA is a company that's built on publicity that's negative or outlandish. They either have to call out the royal family or you find out about Jeff Hardy's continuance or that Kurt Angle once again has a DUI or has been arrested or has been sentenced for his DUI. This is the publicity that TNA Wrestling gets. That is, that is the only publicity that they get. And that's what just... I just die. I, I literally laugh my ass off and wonder why anybody still watches that show. I, I just don't get it.
4: Well, you brought up Kurt Angle. Apparently, according to a few websites, he might be considering entering the Olympics again. I'm being serious. Kurt Angle is considering going back to the Olympics.
3: And I wish him luck. I think Kurt's a great athlete. Don't get me wrong. I'm a big fan of Kurt Angle. It just sucks that he watched that he's on a program that I won't watch. You know, I, I've had some very good conversations with Kurt Angle. You know, nothing but love for the guy. It just sucks that he decided to stay with TNA because, unfortunately, I don't see what he's doing anymore.
4: Well, TNA are a bit bizarre because you would think that they want that they would want to like keep all their talent to their own show. No, apparently they gave Mick Foley the go ahead to appear on next Monday Night Raw. This coming up Monday's Raw, which is of course the Vox birthday. TNA gave him the go-ahead, but WWE declined it. So TNA allowed, or would have allowed their talent to go to Monday Night Raw, go to the opponents. Now I'm not sure that's very smart from a business standpoint.
3: Is it? Absolutely, it is. Absolutely, it is. If Mick Foley was to walk on onto Raw next week, and the WWE advertised him as you know current TNA superstar Mick Foley. Then they get a rub off of that. That's what they want. That's just like when you know other radio shows in the past have talked shit about me, and I refuse to acknowledge them. That's what they want. They want my attention. They want me to bring up bring them up. So Vince McMahon is smart in the in the fact that hey, you know what? I don't want you here. I mean, when he left and went to TNA, Vince kind of felt a little butthurt over it. But okay, that
4: that's, that's actually quite bizarre because there's two things I was bringing up for that. First, when they bring out his new book. Oh, sorry, when Mick, Mick Foley brought out his new book, they had they had an interview with him on WWE.com, a full-length main-page interview with him promoting the book. Secondly, Mr. Mann was said to be the second-biggest donator to Mick Foley's new charity. So I'm thinking that all, all the butthole has gone.
3: Well, and Vince McMahon's a charitable guy, though.
4: Right, but would Mr. McMahon have had Foley on WWE.com for an interview... If you're if still butthurt about him going to TNA.
3: But at the same time, Crowley, you can't have the competitions guy on your show, even though he's got a, a good history with The Rock in the WWE. You can't do that. It's not good for your business. Right.
4: But it was declined. Now,
3: well, you know, M- 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 should, look, here's the thing. Mick should have thought of that before he signed that contract. I've heard he can't wait to get out of his contract with TNA. Once it's done, he's done with TNA.
4: Right. Well, apparently TNA want him to be the network. They want him to be the guy that's running, like making the shots. But TNA have held off announcing it because they're not sure about his contract. And do you think as soon as, soon as he leaves TNA or if he leaves TNA, WWE will be him in a heartbeat?
3: Or do you think they'll let, let him call for a bit? I'll probably let him cool off for a little bit. I mean, who knows? I I would I say mean, you know never say never. I think Mick is a good guy to have around. I think he's someone that you know can work with talent and help elevate them. I think he's someone that gives good ideas backstage. He's got a good mind for the business. He's good with the psychology. Uh, he would obviously be a, a great hand to have around as an agent. You know, I I don't see Mick Foley wrestling in his in you know at his age right now. You know, as banged up as he is, I don't think that would be great. For him personally, but I'm sure that at some point he'll be allowed back into the fold. He'll be a Hall of Famer one day. He deserves to be.
4: Yeah, I think because if you look, uh, they like if you if you look at the one guy that Mr. Man played most would be Ric Flair, and they showed him on .com giving Shawn Michaels the uh, his Hall of Fame, his Hall of Fame belt. So I'm thinking Mr. Man isn't as as he used to be towards Ric Flair and Mick Foley.
3: Well, but at the same time, I mean, I see where you're going with that. Obviously, you know, even Shawn Michaels made the comment that, you know, Rick is such a down-to-earth, nice guy that even if he does kind of piss you off and screw you over, you still like the guy. I mean, go back and, and watch that. He actually says that at the end of the video.
4: And, no, Shawn, I, I didn't mean Mick gave Shawn Michaels a, 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 the ring. He gave Shawn Michaels a belt. Yeah, and not a championship
3: belt, just a regular, you know, I would say JCPenney 316, but no, that's not what it is. It's just a regular belt with a nice buckle, a nice metallic buckle, you know, between friends. Obviously, there's a lot of mutual respect and a lot of history between guys like Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair. All
4: right. Now, here's my last bit of news, and it's comparing the ratings for Impact and for Raw. Now, this this Monday Night Raw got a 341 with 5.2 uh, million viewers, compared to, compared to TNA that got a 1.09 with 1.5 viewers overall. Really? TNA is now back down. TNA's, TNA is now back uh, is now almost back down to what the, what their rating was what three years ago. Do you remember the day when TNA put out a, a massive press release? When, uh, when they beat the the, the ECW brand's r- uh, record uh, ratings like three or four years ago, Impact needs to get overhauled big time because if they fall be- below $1 million, I've, I I could see them getting kicked off Spike TV.
3: Now, Curly, there is one story that you neglected to mention since we're talking about TNA.
4: Really, what's that? It's
3: kind of a big deal. I wouldn't know. I, I'm, what was it? Really? You wouldn't know that you know, the honky tonk man reported. Oh. Yeah, see, this I didn't I didn't really want to report because I'm not sure it's 100% true. And they the claim to Hey, hey. when has the honky tonk man been wrong? He has literally, in the last couple of months, when the honky tonk man has said something's going on, it's been 95% true. So, right. honky tonk man is basically reporting that one of the reasons that Dixie Carter has stepped away from TNA wrestling is because her husband, Serge Salinas, uh, sexually harassed Karen Jarrett. And that's the reason she's back in the company, and that's the reason for them stepping down. Now, that doesn't surprise me. And with that coming out, I mean, I would almost say that, you know, again, I don't have the full story, but uh, Honky Talk Man's been pretty right on the money as of late.
4: And it makes sense with everything that happened as well.
3: You know, as, as so, Mac Daddy says, Honky Talk Man, the most trusted name in wrestling news. What is the world coming to? When this guy is, is like trumping Dave Meltzer, y- you know something's up, right? Yeah, I mean,
4: I, uh, to, to be fair, I didn't report on headlocks because it did sound a bit, mmm. But then if you go back and listen to everything that happened and you take into account everything that Honky Tonk Man has said to, to become true. Maybe maybe that is true. Maybe uh, Ridiculousha's husband did sex, sexually har- harass Karen, and, that, and that's why she's still around. But if that's true, TNA is screwed because they have that lawsuit. They still, they still got the one from Daphne because they, they didn't pay her for insurance when she got injured by that, uh, that giant wrestler. TNA, from a
3: legal standpoint right now, is in big trouble. Dude, I tell you what, I mean, from a legal standpoint, yes. When you're looking in from the outs on this company, you've got a guy that's, uh, you know, possibly going to be a convicted drug felon who comes to work high, who's allowed to work high, who screwed up the ending of one of their pay per views and made the company look like douchebag on fucking pay per view. Uh, you know, we're talking about Kurt Angle, who's, you know, Obviously, making news because of you know driving under the influence, and now you've got this report. Obviously, even after the Daphne thing, with a sexual harassment lawsuit coming out of this, I tell you what, man. If I'm a professional wrestler, I do not want any part of TNA wrestling. If you fired and me in the last six months, I thank you. And I know people are like, oh yeah, TNA have got a
4: light schedule. In theory, they haven't, in because TNA are on the road. Basically, every day, like WWE. So going from, say if you're released from WWE, and you go, hmm, TNA, I make less money, yeah, do the same dates. Would you really want to go there?
3: And, you know, hey, let's take it a step further. I got no beef with Jeremy Borash, but he came out on Twitter December 23rd when Low-Key was released from World Wrestling Entertainment and said, oh, yeah, a company that releases their talent two days before Christmas, yeah, I want to work for them. Uh, Well, what was his retort when they released Jay Lethal on his fucking birthday? He didn't ask for his release. He was released because he was upset with the direction of the X Division that they had promised to do something with. And since he said something, the report coming out was, the rumor was, that he was released due to being vocal about it. But they fired the guy on his birthday. Again, happy not birthday. a company, not a company that I want anything to do with, whether it's watching or promoting or even helping to promote. I could give two shits about this company. The best thing that could happen tomorrow is the doors close down on TNA and it's fucking done. You, you, see, I, I still wonder how that, how that news comes to Jellyfoul. Happy
4: birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Now here's your P forty-five. Actually, what? actually, you
3: know how they probably broke it to him, Jeremy Borash probably did it on Twitter. Hey Jay, by the way, happy birthday! You're fired. <laughs> yeah,
4: that TNA does seem to have quite a ironic twist of taste when it comes to wrestling. But you know what? I like you say, you and I and ev- everyone here have no problem with the talent. It's just the, the offices of TNA. And the sexy harassing offices of TNA e be fixing because I feel like I, at- I, I
3: I totally feel like I should be playing the Benny Hill music right about <laughs> now because of all the crazy shit that goes on backstage there. You got people that don't know how to run the company. I feel bad for any guy or gal that has busted their ass from day one in this company. That they are still with this company that continues to fail each and every week because of the idiots that book the show or the morons that are in the office. It just sickens me. Why anybody would want to sign with this company. If I was a professional wrestler. And had the opportunity to work for TNA. Or work for Ring of Honor. I think I'd rather work for Ring of Honor. And make a lower paycheck. And actually feel like I'm accomplishing something. As opposed to working for a company like TNA. But that's just me.
4: Well. Uh, you say that, late, that, that, that you uh, make this money. Depends because I've heard from some sources that like sometimes only make about 200 bucks for like a week's work. Yeah. So, and I'm pretty sure Ring of Honor will pay more than that even if they're not on TV. So, I think going, I think going to Ring of Honor might actually be good people than going to TNA. True that. That's, that's all the news that I've got. So unless you've got any
3: more wrestling news to discuss. Now, I think that's pretty much it for the wrestling news. We're going to go ahead and hit our commercial break, come back. And uh, I think Ashley wanted to call in, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit with Ashley. And I think, actually, hold on, Sean, I think, is calling in right now. So before I go to break, maybe I'll, I'll take this phone call from the sensational sequel. He might actually have something of uh, credence to offer this conversation. Welcome to Unplugged, Sean. You there?
5: Yes, I am, and I do have something to say. Since it is wrestling-related, there's something I want to say to WWE. Um, Number one to Josh Matthews, if you don't know where you are, don't talk about where you are. Uh, Monday night, he mentioned three times about the location of where they were, the college, uh, which was, he called it the University of North Carolina State University. That's not the name of the college. The name of the college is North Carolina State University, or just NC State. That really ticked me off because WVB has really screwed up the last little bit with the fact that they're saying, "Hey, we're in such and such. Let's let's get a pop out of this." And then uh, Truth goes out, screws up the city. He gets bashed on by everybody. Matthews goes out there and says what he says and nobody catches it i'm like really and that ticked me off the most because nc state that's they're actually in a um pretty big uh college area with nc state duke and unc in all the same area the triad as it's called and josh matthews ends up screwing up a college that's really big thank you josh for making yourself look very stupid on Monday Night Raw on one of their biggest episodes this year.
3: See, I wouldn't have caught that. I didn't know that. But as far as truth, we're talking about the difference between, uh, what was it, Green Bay and Milwaukee. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's pretty big.
5: It is. And I, I'm pretty sure nobody else really caught it. But, I mean, it's one of those things that if you're sitting there and you're from North Carolina itself, if you went to NC State, or you had family that worked at NC State, you would be like, hey, they're NC State. That's awesome. And then you heard, University of North Carolina State, University. Uh, what? No. So, I mean, it's just one of those things that I was sitting here like, really? You're going to call it that? So I just wanted to pop in on that because that really did tick me off a little bit. Uh, the fact that he couldn't even get the university right three times out of the three times he did say it.
3: Well, you know, since you bring up our truth, really quick, and I just I thought about this the other day, I I found that ironic that he's now a heel. So, let me preface this by saying the truth will set you free. <laughs> but maybe when he did that, maybe that was to, to start this new heel persona. But has anybody seen the movie The Wrestler with with uh... Mickey Rourke? Thank you, Mickey Rourke.
5: Uh, I've seen a little bit of it.
3: Karely, have you seen the, the wrestler with Mickey Rourke? Yes, I have. Well, maybe it's maybe it's coincidence, or or maybe it's just the WWE finally watching the movie and and booking something. But you know, our truth is the one that really ruined Mickey Rourke's life in that movie. <laughs> and, and I say this, and I'm going to tell you why, because they're at a local indie show. And his character, Randy the Ram Robinson, is is watching the matches. He's backstage. So in the end, you know, uh, or not in the end, but after that particular event, he's in the backstage. He's talking to Truth and a couple other indie guys. And Truth says to Mickey Rourke, he's like, uh, hey, man, you want to go to the bar and have some drinks with us? And he goes, you buying? He's like, yeah, I'll buy. So it's all because of our truth that Mickey Rourke's life, as Randy the Ram Robinson came to a screeching dead halt he had dinner planned with his with his daughter but no instead he goes to this bar gets wasted picks up a groupie gets high on cocaine fucks a fat bitch and completely sleeps the rest of the day and misses his dinner date with his daughter to catch up all because ron the truth killings wanted to go have some beers and party with randy robinson and completely fucked his life up. And that there is what we call getting crunk with our truth. <laughs> so just something something that you guys should look at. If you go to an indie show and Ron the Truth Killings is there, don't go out with him afterward. Your life will be completely fucked up. And that is the truth.
5: <laughs> I'm kind of curious. I, I'm thinking about this a little bit. Didn't he use this The Truth Will Set You Free in TNA? Yes. Yeah. It, it, sound, it, it sounded familiar a little bit when, it, when JJ mentioned it, I was kind of like, you know, that sounds familiar.
4: Well, his Sorry. whole gimmick that you do right now is when they're using TNA. It, it's the same damn theme song that he sung in TNA as well. Yeah, it is.
3: Uh, it was he the same t- song, dude. What's Up was the same fucking song he used in TNA. Same fucking song. Go back and watch the TNA shit with Truth. His last song that they did after he was uh, tag team partners with what's his name? Pac-Man Jones was What's Up.
4: Same yeah, fucking he shit. The name to it. I think he owns the name right to it.
3: And that's why he's able to use it. Look, I like, I like truth. I'm not bashing the truth. I'm just nah, saying.
5: No, Ron, Ron is a great guy. I got the chance to meet him uh, during Vengeance when when they were in Charlotte. I mean, he was a great guy. He, he stood there and talked to the fans before he went in. He was with TNA at the time. And he was at Vengeance. And I mean, I got the chance to talk to him. He was a great guy in person. I just kind of wish they wouldn't have, like, stuck him as a face this entire time. Because him being a heel has actually made me like him somewhat.
3: You know, uh, as far as truth is concerned, I mean, I used to go back, before he signed with the WWE back in, was it right back in 2000, maybe 99, I used to go to Memphis on a pretty regular basis and watch him wrestle as K-Crush.
5: K-Crush?
3: He used to be called K-Crush. And then when he signed with the E, they they turned him into K-Quick. Get rowdy. So but no he used to wrestle as K Crush and I thought he had a lot of talent back then. So I actually got to meet him back in 2004 at uh an event called WrestleCon which which was held in Dallas, Texas. Actually it was Arlington, Texas, which was right on the verge of Dallas. And that's when I had was going to shows when Lance Hoyt was still wrestling as Shadow in PCW and uh got to meet Ted DiBiase and do things with Tully Blanchard. Anyway, I met Ron The Truth Killings at, at WrestleCon, and he was a pretty cool guy. I had no problem with, with Ron. And we did this banquet uh, that night for WrestleCon where it was like a dinner, and you had guys like uh, Ted DiBiase and I think Bruce Hart from Calgary was even there and did a couple Owen stories at this, at this dinner. So after the dinner's over with, I'm, I'm literally sitting at the table with, like, uh, Francine, and I think Killings was at my table, and a couple other guys. And after the thing's over, D'Lo was there as well. After the, uh, the event was over, we're walking through the hotel, and I'm, I'm hanging out with these guys. And literally, there is a Mexican wedding going on, like, <laughs> at the next hall. And Truth actually goes in there. They, like, people are coming out of the, the dance hall where this wedding is. And people are, are recognizing him as, as Ron Killings, right? So they, they invite us all in, and Truth gets on the dance floor and starts doing his, his you know, Ron Killings dance. And just starts electric boogaloo all over the damn place. So that was kind of cool to be with Truth and D-Lo crashing a Mexican wedding back in 2004. Good times.
5: I can just see Uh, D-Lo doing that. I mean, that's hilarious.
3: So no, on on a personal level, love running the truth killings to death. But damn it, he ruined Randy the Ram Robinson's life in The Wrestler. It's all Truth's fault.
4: And and now at, at Extreme Rules, he will be wrestling Jimmy the Invisible Kid. Um, in a invisible shirt on a match pole, Because I'm that, not quite sure that that whole segment on Raw, him talking to Little Jimmy,
3: was bizarre. Had to pick because on Little Jimmy. He, why, why does everybody pick on Little Jimmy?
5: That was just hilarious. And, and everybody's like, who the heck is Little Jimmy? You can't see Jimmy? He's right there. He's wearing glasses. Look at him.
4: I'm just wondering nice. if he was a John Cena fan, and maybe he's wearing John Cena merch because we couldn't see him.
5: He was that little kid who was in uh The Rock's house. That's who it was.
4: <laughs> but he was so short he actually shrunk and got smaller and went invisible?
5: Probably. He was wearing all red. He was fruity pebbles back then, so who
4: knows? <laughs> uh, so John, did you actually want to talk also about Michelle McCool because you, you brought that up to me in the chat earlier?
5: Well I didn't know you touched on it. I I did go AFK for a second, but I didn't know you had talked about it. Um what have you heard about that?
4: Well, from what I've read, and I've read P.W. Ntider and, and also um, The Observer, is that she, will, that, that she will be leaving the company as a performer at, uh, after a few more. I've heard
5: that she wanted to leave so that she could take care of a Taker baby. That was one thing I heard. Didn't have that. So. A- so possibly Taker and McCool looking at having a little one running around?
4: Maybe. And there is currently no plans for Taker to return. And when he doesn't yeah. be on Raw. So he, what, he's he got, what, just over a year until Mania? Until he has to come to Mania? So nine months to get pregnant, three months to be with a kid, he then could appear at Mania. So, yeah, but from what I heard, she, she will be done with WWE after Extreme Rules. Not quite sure why shame because she's actually a bad diva
3: all of a sudden that all, all of a sudden that song ain't no grave can hold my body down takes on a whole new meaning
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh my wow
3: on that note it's time for commercial break we'll be right back with more unplugged unless they pull the plug right here on the sns radio network right after God, this guy's us <laughs> all
1: This is Lance and you're listening to the SNS Radio Network.
3: Once again, triple to
2: in my head. they me, they understand, they talk to me.
3: Since 1996, audio wrestling has been getting in the ring as your definitive source for all your wrestling desires.
1: Interviews with Summer Pro Wrestling's biggest stars. Providing you with a wide selection of award-winning wrestling shows
2: from past and
1: present such as Ministry of Slam Monday Night Mael, In Your Head
3: WrestleCast Sunday Night Showdown Wrestling News Live Between the Ropes RVD Radio WrestleCast and Talk Radio and many others If you can't get enough Mad Mania Climb into the ring with Audio Wrestling.
1: com, And check out all the real voices of wrestling radio. Audio Wrestling. Keeping you tuned in. Since
2: 1996. Is there gravity in this game? Because I am flying
1: around you. Oh my, you are crappy with a capital K.
5: You realize you can hit me more than once, right? Yeah. Oh. Oh, come on. Oh, you're going to feel this in the morning. Yeah, come on. Finish. I really hope you don't want kids. No.
2: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Fatality lives. Mortal Kombat.
5: Rated M for Mature. Two months ago, he returned to recapture the TNA World Heavyweight Championship.
1: to be called the face of TNA wrestling. is spitting
3: in my face. Honestly, yeah. Definitely that's what it Sting, honestly still got Very few that I respect more, and I'm happy to see Sting back.
1: Sting knows that he doesn't want to face me.
5: Which TNA star is willing to sacrifice everything to end the icon Sting's reign once and for all? TNA presents Sacrifice, live Sunday, May 15th, only on Pay-Per-View. You've
4: heard his spoken word dramatic readings of such songs as Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds and
1: Rocket Man. Now, Emmy and Golden Globe winning actor,
2: novelist, and musical genius William Shatner finally speaks the lyrics of your favorite WWE superstar entrance themes. I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. I got the looks that drives the girls wild. I've got the moves that really moves them. I send chills. Up and down, it's fine. I'm just a sexy boy. I'm not your boy toy. And what about this timeless classic? (coughs) Your time is up. My time is now. You can't see me. My time is now. It's a franchise, boy. I'm shining now. You can't see me.
1: Booyaka! 619 ray Mysteriosa!
2: Booyaka! 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 It's time to play the game! It's time to play the game! <laughs> Take it. It's all about your debt. And if you can pay it, it's all about pain. And who's going to make it? Ha, 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 William Shatner sings WWE Superstar Entrance Themes. Coming soon. You're not enough for me. Hey guys, did you know Wrestling News Live is on Monday nights? Well, if you've been hiding under a rock, Monday nights at 11.30 Eastern, 9.30 Mountain Standard Time, The Trey Dog and JJ Sexay go over raw, all the news of the week in professional wrestling. Make sure you tune in and stay tuned to the SNS Radio Network for all the great programs. But please let me show you that this is the- One night a year,
1: rules are meant to be extreme. WWE, extreme rules. Countouts, keep counting. Disqualifications, not even if you beg. All the stars will be there, and anything goes. Tickets are on sale now. WWE, the best value in entertainment. Hey guys what's up this is Lauren Make You and you are listening to JJ Sex Day on SNS Network
3: All right, guys, we're back right here, unplugged, right here on the SNS Radio Network. Of course, I am Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all sex a And before we actually branch into the gaming segment with the sensational sequel, I do believe I still have krelly on the line, and I'm actually waiting for my correspondent, also in the UK. If he could call in right now, Ashley, that would be great. And uh, here momentarily, we're going to be... Uh, Hello, SNS Radio Network. It's me, Sir Nigel Foxworth, here at the Royal Grounds in London, England. And right now, I want to bring apart the new correspondent here on the SNS Radio Network, Ashley. How was the wedding, man?
0: Oh, it was all right, man. I was uh, kind of impressed. I mean, I was expecting a load of fantastic stuff, but, you know, you never get what you want.
3: What did you think about Kate's dress?
0: Um, kind of amazed. It was kind of see-through, so it was kind of like I kind of look, I kind of know what she looks like naked
3: now. Righto, righto. We know Williams going to have a <laughs> great time, eh?
0: Um, yeah. I, I mean, hell, they rode out of Buckingham Palace in their dad's old Aston Martin, and for a couple of times of chilling out in inverted commas. I wonder if they're actually chilling out.
3: Now, I guess the big question in the mind of all the SNS listeners here is, did you stay up for the wedding? Were you there? Were you at the reception?
0: Um, I did manage to get in. There was quite a lot of quiche and Volivant. I was surprised. I thought they were going to go slightly more up-class rather than just raid the nearest Tesco and just uh, put, you know, the Poundland-style food or whatever out.
3: I think we've got Crelly still on the line. Crelly, are there? I am indeed. What was your thoughts on the royal wedding? Kate Middleton is hot, but her
4: sister's hotter. Yeah. I
0: think he's I think everybody at... is saying, okay, we're next in line for Pippa.
4: Yes, I mean, she is, she is now. Kate's now a quilf, so that makes her sister the sister of the Queen I wanted to. So does that make her a squilf?
0: You queen, you'd like to forage? What?
4: But don't worry. Yes, the wedding oh. was great. I... yeah. Uh, I stayed up to watch it, and yes, it was a fantastic service. The groom and bride looked
3: fantastic, I must say. And roll on the next one
0: in another thirty years.
3: I thought it was nice, gents, to finally have a new Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. <laughs> well, I I think Britain more cared about having a
4: day off than the wedding, to be honest.
0: Yeah, that was more important—just having a day off and everybody having street parties going. Why are we having a street party? Yeah,
3: no oh, could. Yeah, Now gents, the big question in the mind, I'm getting this in the chat room here at the SNS uh, website is that Sean wants to know was Doctor Who in attendance? Who? Doctor, Doctor Who Who? Exactly.
0: Sorry, that joke's gone. <laughs> um I think he might have been. There is no photographic proof just yet.
3: I guess the real uh, question is which bloody Doctor Who was it?
0: Um, I think it might have been Tom Baker, yes. Trying to find the master from the planet of Sutek,
3: And was Guy Ritchie there as well?
0: Um, I think he was. He's, uh... He's, um... I I, I don't think Madonna was invited, so of course he was going to be there. Uh, I think he was trying to make a movie, um... It's going to to be a new, like, it's going to be like Churchill, the Hollywood years, except it's going to feature Jason Statham in the lead role.
3: Speaking of Jason Statham, the most, most, uh, what I find to believe, hard to believe, was the fact that Jason Statham was the limo driver who took Will and Kate out of the wedding.
0: Well, considering they went in a horse and carriage, it was a weird limo.
3: It was a weird limo, indeed. (laughs) No, seriously. He
0: He was actually inside the horse going, come on. (laughs) <laughs> I'm getting to the party in five minutes flat. Like,
3: what? Seriously, d- does anybody really care about the Royal Wedding? I mean, I know that like people have been making the biggest deal all freaking week. All Apparently,
0: year. two billion people watched
3: it. Two billion people? I swear it people? was the same
0: person who just had ten TVs and just had oh it on loop God. or something. I don't know.
3: So, like, what time did this wedding actually happen? Like, as far as your time zone and, and as far as, like, the rest of the world? and then It was we caught,
0: Yeah, 11 in the morning our time, so it would have been... um, 6 a.m. Eastern. 6 Eastern, 3 in the morning for California. Um, It was like a late-night thing for uh, Australia, so they could have had, you know, the the behind-the-scenes at the the after-do reception, whatever
4: they had. Apparently, at the reception, they had an 80s disco. And Twitter went crazy. Like... Thing is, I saw more Americans talking about the wedding uh, than I saw British people, and the, and the only thing we cared about was Kate Middleton. So that shows you how much we care about the world. <laughs> so, and something
0: I didn't know apparently, if Charles does get to the throne, which he probably will eventually, he's not actually going to be called Charles the Third. He's going to be called George the Seventh, because apparently Charles is cursed from like the first two being right bastards or something. You know, so I, I, I'm
3: not, I'm not English. I'm not from the U.K., but let me be real honest. I don't think Charles should be king. I, I really don't because he divorced Princess Di- – they got divorced, obviously, he and Diana. And then –
0: Out of three people in that marriage.
3: Uh, that, exactly. And then Camilla was there, and he, he'd been cheating on her with uh, – or he'd been cheating on Diana with Camilla all those years. I don't really think he should be the king. I think it should go straight to William.
0: The best shot today, though, was um, when they were, they're they just coming out on the balcony, ready for the kiss, and there was like one of the tiny little bridesmaids, there's only about three or four, and she just had like um, her hands over her ears, it was like, "I don't want to hear this,"
2: ah! and, then bring epic, and, then,
4: and then they brought out some epic, and they brought out some epic aeroplanes, some old school aeroplanes, which I thought was awesome. Like they brought out you know, they brought out some Spitfires. They brought out the Red Arrows. Yeah, Lancaster to...
0: Bomber. It was
4: brilliant, was the coverage from ago.
0: the Lancaster Bomber. The guy was on there saying, I'm here on the Lancaster Bomber. Pause for about ten
4: that
3: seconds. That was
0: it. I'm here <laughs> on a Lancaster. Yeah, we get the idea. They just cut him off. It's like, yeah, just, yeah, just get rid of him.
3: Now, if you're you just be, tuning you in, guys. taking
0: on the Formula One. Just get rid of him.
3: If you're just tuning in, guys, you're listening to Unplugged right here on the SNS Radio Network. This would be the British Invasion section of the show. Talking a little bit about what went down in the UK, obviously with Kate Middleton marrying Prince William. They are now the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, as proclaimed by Queen Elizabeth. Are you guys finally glad this this whole ordeal is over? Do you feel happy at this point in time? Are you proud to be British because of this wedding? Or are you just ready for it to all end? You know, I cared for about five minutes,
4: but then I was told that I got tickets to watch Arsenal vs. May night on Sunday. So that oh,
0: you lucky sod!
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm not okay. I'm not even a fan of Arsenal or United, right? And I've been offered pit side seats to the game at. You're uh, more interested the Inver- in
0: the match tomorrow with Leeds, aren't you?
4: Ah, uh, don't know. We're we're screwed. We're not going. Up. <laughs> but yeah, I'll be pit side for Arsenal versus United at the Emirates on Sunday night. S- Sunday day. That's one more S- care S- Sunday about afternoon. Sunday day. Sunday day. S- Sunday day. <laughs> That's the new term, Sunday day. Spread the word people.
0: Put it on Twitter.
3: Now since I have two Englishmen on the phone with me at this point in time, I guess we may as well go into uh, you know, debunking the myths about British people. So tell me something that is stereotyped in Britain that you want to set the record straight on.
4: We don't all we don't all eat scones. I'm I'm not having scones.
3: scones. Scones. Isn't it scone? It's scones. Scone, Scone.
0: It's the same thing except how posh you are.
3: Potato, patato, it's all about the same thing.
0: Bath
4: or bath?
3: Do, do, do you know how you want to say it? What area well, is the sitting room located in, Crelly?
4: <laughs> Pardon? I, actually, right now, I'm actually sat in my bedroom because my parents have gone on holiday for two weeks. So, I can now be as loud as I want. But, yeah, usually the sitting room is where the TV is and where we sit down to watch TV. That's why it's called the sitting room.
0: I call it the living room.
4: That's what most yeah, people but, uh, call it. Us people call it the sitting room. Oh. What,
3: yeah. What, what do you call the bathroom? The bathroom. The loo.
4: The washroom. The, um, the mess room. <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> I thought maybe it'd be the standing room. Nah. But then again, no, I guess you sit the, there too. That, that,
0: that, that's the tube.
4: Oh, the tube, okay.
0: Standing room only, people. Sorry. <laughs> oh,
4: don't, don't give me something on the tube. I went there. Uh, I, I went in the tube. Last week to go watch Raw and SmackDown in London, and the Jubilee and the Jubilee line broke down, so I had to get a boat up the Thames to get home because they broke the main the main Jubilee
3: line. See, I got home at two a.m. See, being in Canada, if you told me you got a boat to the Thames, I'd be thinking you were talking about going to Tim Hortons. I have no
4: idea what you just said, to be
3: fair. But exactly, see, that's my point. It's so loosely, it, it, it just it loses things in translation. And you would think that being from Canada, it's a Commonwealth nation, you guys would know what I'm talking about. But we don't. We, we, we wish we we people have no idea what the hell you Canadians actually do.
4: We all think you live in igloos.
3: This this is true. And for the most part it's and, true.
4: Well you and, all live in like igloos or little huts in, in in the forest. That's what we think of. of and and of we hang do. out
3: and we hang out in little hovels called Tim Hortons.
4: And you have like do know do south park? Uh, where where all the where all the Canadians have, like, heads cut in half, like, flapping heads. That's how I think of all Canadians. Like, like, 10th and Phillips from South Park.
3: I hear you. I hear you. So, Ashley, what else is on your mind tonight, brother?
4: Um,
0: also, one of the other misconceptions is um, we're obsessed by cheese
3: rolling. <laughs> <laughs> what, what the hell are you yeah. talking about? Cheese rolling. There
4: is there is a mass cheese running festival up north somewhere. No, it's not even go. up
2: north,
0: it's like Gloucester, I think. Well that's so north. So basically of me. in basically in the Midlands, which is the Middlelands.
4: Well that's north of me because I'm down in Hampshire.
0: Yeah. <coughs> cheese. So, yeah. No, rolling. It's, not, it's not like north north, it's not like Leeds north. It's like in between.
4: Yeah, I yeah. they throw a big pot of cheese down a hill. The yeah, they, just,
0: they basically make a big, huge baby bell and just chuck it down a hill.
4: <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was <just> amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, they basically have 40 people on top of the hill. Normally it's muddy. And basically they chuck it down the hill. And the people have to run down this hill, which is like a one in two incline. So basically, you just, I mean, h- half the time people just roll and basically get hugely, yeah, you know, hugely. Wrong word, severely injured, or something. If they do land wrong,
4: we also we don't we, we don't all own uh, corgis. We don't all ride horses around. We well, don't we do
0: own corgis except their corgi to collectible cars.
4: Yeah, the, the, the only woman that oh, the only person that owns corgis is the Queen. Did you know the Queen also owns uh, all the swans in in England? Did you know that?
0: If you kill a swan, you basically have to tell her.
4: Yes, she owns all the swans.
0: And then, as once you tell her, you can basically have it as roadkill.
4: And also, do you know that it's legal to draw on the queen's face on a like on like a pound coin? Because that's that's class as defacing the queen. Do you know, you know we have the
5: same rule in in America where you deface money because you're illegally drawing on money. It's the same law. And I still have no clue what the hell either of you are talking about.
4: Neither do I. So we, Sorry, we could I just... get quick and just start talking about the football. Because I, I, I could have an hours talking about the football and how crap these have done this season. Actually, which team do you support, by the way?
0: Oh, a team that isn't in just as good form, Aston Villa. Which, it, the only positive thing is it's supported by Tom Hanks. So apparently, our team is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. At the minute, but, it's kind of shitty.
4: But you've got a good team. I mean, you've got um, Ashley Young on the wing. You've got um, Abogna Hall up front. James and tonight to on there. Sports
0: Night. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I think your, your team is in a top tonight ten Tonight on team.
0: Sports Night cricket and the seam bowler is coming in on the wayside. And also the return of the indoor league. Basically, people throw darts at each other and drink loads of booze. So I'm in.
4: So next season where do you see SMF finishing?
0: I dunno. To be honest. We could well, go anywhere. Do
4: you, well, do you think that they that they will get relegated or or do you think they're safe?
0: I honestly think you're gonna see I mean, as Robbie Savage said on the radio, three teams that have a W at the start of their name.
4: Yeah, <laughs> but, but and I I do think that your team is too good to go down. I mean you got If you look at the last England game, there there was five or six players that were from Atamida in that squad.
0: Yeah. But but knowing if if Villa did go down, it would be like, yeah, I want to go somewhere
3: else, please. What the fuck are you guys talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Good question. Oh god! It literally is a British
0: invasion. We've just taken over and nobody has a clue what we're going on about.
3: Alright, this British invasion is over. Thank you, Finally. It's done. Fun time is over, people. Oh. <laughs> you said that nothing was taboo, so we're talking about sports. British sports. Yeah, you call it football. We call, or, uh, you call it football, no. it's actually called soccer. That's cool. because no both,
0: both America and England went out in the same round in the World Cup last year, so I think we're about level-pegging.
3: That's
4: true.
0: And That's the reason
4: true. that you call it football is because you took the concept of Rugby, which his full name is Rugby Football, and you didn't want to call it Rugby, so you took the last name and called it, and called it Football, and there's your, your hitch lesson. What do I call it Rugby
0: Rugby? Like Warrior Warrior. God,
4: help us out, please. You name it twice, just because it's that great. New York, oh, New yeah. York. New York, yeah. Oh, yeah. New York, New York. Um. I actually used to play rugby for a bit. I, I used to be the, uh, the number eight for my school team, and I actually scored quite a few tries. But I and think for that, it's... You get One clap of applause. No, for that, I actually got suspended because I broke someone's ribs. Uh,
3: for that, he gets, <laughs> he gets slapped in the, in the face with Matt Hardy's penis so we can move on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Ashley, uh... anything else further, man, before we jump into the gaming?
0: Um, I'll stay on the line for a bit later because after the gaming, I, wanna, I don't know whether anybody's interested in the new Four film that's coming out because I've already seen it.
3: Yes, I totally want to hear about Thor, so we'll keep you on the line. To, uh, Sean, you for out. Yeah, let's, let, let's go ahead and transition over to a very very confused and utterly upset, sensational sequel. Sequel, what's going on?
5: <laughs> oh, God, help us out now. I don't know if I can continue with the news. Don't slit don't your
3: wrists. It'll be okay, buddy.
5: Oh, just hand me the gun. Let me get this night over with. There's nothing.
3: There's nothing like hearing two people from the UK in stereo, huh?
5: Having Krell is just bad. I mean, here in Ashley at the same time, it just makes me want to get the noose out and just, oh well.
3: I guess the um, I guess the only thing worse could be actually seeing them in three D.
5: <laughs> or two Crellies. Or four um, D. Okay. All right, so
3: <laughs> you're up, buddy.
5: Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll get to the piece that I know JJ wants to talk about in a in a few minutes. Uh, there's some news that has been going around, and I want to definitely get on this. Um, first thing out, we'll talk about a few numbers. Xbox ex, crap. Xbox, uh, sees its record fiscal quarter three sales um, come out. Connect sold 2.4 million units in the quarter three. Um, basically, that's a huge jump up. I mean, quarter two was a little bit under 1.3, I believe. So 2.7 just in quarter three is amazing numbers. Um, it's 70% over last year when the Connect first launched. Um, they've basically jumped, they've, wow, they've came up into um, $1.94 billion in revenue and saw $225 million in profit in quarter three. Up fifty percent from last year, last year's fiscal year. Um, jumping into that's next. Um, if you own Portal Two, which I know a few of you guys do, uh, the first DLC pack, DLC pack number one, will be free on the PC, the Mac, the PS3, if they ever fix it, and the 360. Um, it'll be it'll be free this summer, and. It, there will be single-player and multiplayer content in tow. So be prepared for that coming out, possibly June, July-ish, but it could be pushed back to August. Um, there is a Marvel Universe MMO in the works, and it will be free to play. Uh, basically, it's following after um, Lord of the Rings and such, so definitely uh get a chance when it comes out to take a look at that. Uh, there is no date on it, but it is being written by Bendis, which I'm, uh, okay, Brian Michael Bendis, who is the creator of the Ultimate Marvel Universe. So it should be uh, pretty good, as I am I am a fan of the Ultimate Universe.
2: What? Uh, <laughs> oh, no.
5: That came out of nowhere. Over 250 universities have signed up for the new CryEngine 3 educational license. Um, CryEngine 3 is basically the engine they used in Crisis 2, um, which looks absolutely phenomenal. Um, Crisis 1 had a uh, amazing engine that ran that basically pushed a lot of the best gaming computers to their 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 limits. I mean, you couldn't basically run Crisis 1 without having almost a $2,000 computer. Um, so Crisis 2, their engine came out, and they actually were able to use a $600 building uh, computer that, that could be built um, that ran the game extremely great. Uh, but they've offered the free licenses to uh, universities, and 250 different institutions have applied for it. So if you're at one of those institutions, you're lucky you get to use Crytek's newest engine. Uh, Corelli, I don't know if that, that goes to you too since I know you're taking those classes over there. But uh, if you get your hands on the CryEngine 3, please let us know. I want to hear about I th- it.
4: I think we applied for it, uh, and we're actually doing the actual like, game creation in in a few weeks as possible. And if I do, I'll tell you.
5: Please do. I, I really do want to hear about the, uh, the CryEngine 3, as it is one of the, the more gorgeous uh, systems. Um, If you're a PC fan like I am, and you are definitely a fan of Blizzard, uh, word has come out that Diablo 3 is in the home stretch, and could be, possibly, don't quote me on this, could be coming out in the holiday of 2011. Um, If you are a Blizzard fan, you know that Blizzard will finish the game when it's finished. Uh, They don't do release dates, so... Don't quote me on a 2011 launch, please. Um, last piece before we get into the big news of the gaming week. Um, Redbox has, is officially launching Game Rentals on June 17th. Um, they have been testing it out with um, Game Rentals over the past two years. Um, but now they're officially going to launch it on June 17th, 2011. So if you use Redbox... There you go. Go try it out, but um, I'm more of a fan of, ga- of Gamefly, so that's just opinion. Um, now, JJ, we come to the piece that I know you want to talk about. The Sony debacle.
3: Yes, let's talk about the Sony debacle. Um, we have to what? really.
5: Yes, we do, Crowley. Really. Because it is, in all honesty, the biggest news story to come out this month. Especially with GeoHot jumping in, and then home, Homeland Security and the FBI being involved in the PSN breach, there's something going on here. So let me start out with Geohot and his words that he used from G4. Um, Geohot basically said that they, that Sony was having too much of a war on hackers and that they kept hiring lawyers instead of hiring security experts. So when you don't hire your security experts to cover up your Sony systems, you've basically, you're basically asking for a problem. Uh, Sony is evaluating. Oh, screw that one. I ain't talking about that one. Um, there is actually a class action lawsuit that has been filed against Sony for the security breach. Um, a, JJ, where are you originally from again? Arkansas?
3: Uh, Well, I was actually born in the Philippines, but uh, I spent a majority of my life in Arkansas, Texas, and Oklahoma.
5: Okay. I wanted to make sure um, because a Rothkin law firm is representing a 36-year-old Alabama resident, Christopher Johns, and pretty much any other affected PlayStation Network user who accuses Sony of failure to maintain adequate computer data security of consumer personal data and financial data and failing to take reasonable care to protect, encrypt and secure the private and sensitive data of its users. So most likely you will be receiving a little paper in your email saying, "Hey, if you're involved in the PlayStation network and you feel like you want to be added in on this, please email us back or whatever." Um if you really feel that you so you feel that Sony owes you uh, something for the PSN out, outage go ahead and do that. That's just up to you um, one of the law firm co-counsels J.r. Parker said in a statement Sony's breach of its customers trust is staggering. Sony promised its customers that the information would be kept private. One would think that a large multinational corporation like Sony has a strong prote- protective measure. In place to prevent the unauthorized disclosure of personal information, including credit card information. Apparently, Sony doesn't. So, I mean, the, uh, joystick even has the PDF of the court document added up on the website. I mean, there's it's a good long paper if you want to take a read at it. But I mean, basically, it's just saying it's a class action lawsuit against Sony for the for that violation.
4: Sean, so, did um, you get to see? There was a. There was a document released on, on on the internet, and it was a uh, transcript of all the data going in and out of PSN when it was hacked. And they think that that that, that they've now found the guy that hacked it, and they've and and this and this decided to post the guy's uh, details. That, that included his home address and also his postcode. And well, the, the and the reason he's picked out is because he he attempted to to a. To a um, who clicked to the PSN about a hundred times compared to everyone else, and that's how they think did it.
5: Well, you, you, you can't really go on stuff like that. I haven't heard about that um, because find it. okay, <laughs> go find it, Carly. Um, because you can't really go on things like that. Because if you look at a case that's going on in New York right now, um, there's a guy who's been summoned by the NY Police Department, um, basically homeland security, because his, one of his computers was hacked and was being used as a zombie. Um, Which means, basically, it was being taken and used for whatever the person who hacked him wanted to do. I.e., basically, his computer was being used as a loophole to get to downloading and piracy sites and downloading stuff. And he was, basically, brought into Homeland Security because they felt he was breaking the law. So, I mean, this could be the, the fact that somebody is being used as a zombie. It's just one of those things where everybody needs to step back and take a look and see what's going on. And that brings us to Homeland Security and FBI looking into the PSM breach. Um, if FBI and the Homeland Security need to step in and say, we want to take a look at this, something's wrong. Um, JJ, I, I do want to hear your opinion on this though.
3: Um, You know, here's the thing. I can understand that things get hacked from time to time, and I'm not going to sit here and say that I blame the PlayStation uh, for getting hacked. What I find deplorable on their end was that they waited a week to tell people that their credit card and all their information was was compromised, was violated. I just find that that is an unforgivable excuse for them to wait a week before they finally said, okay, well, yeah, it was hacked, and this happened, and this happened, and this happened. You know, that's a pretty major thing to have your credit card information and your personal information taken from a network which obviously you're not paying for. I mean, Microsoft, I'm sure, you know, it's, to my knowledge, it hasn't been hacked to this degree. Uh, you know, I just feel like this is going to turn a lot of uh, PSN owners, you know, away from, from Sony. And right now we don't even have, a, you know, definitive answer as to when, you know, this is going to be done when the PSN is going to be up and running again?
5: No. Um, the word coming out right now is that the PSN should be up within the next few weeks. Um, it, it's kind of crazy that they're still kind of looking into this. They're trying to figure out what's going on. Um, they have come out and said that they will be evaluating Goodwill Gestures to everyone who owns a PlayStation Plus account and possibly to even the PlayStation Network uh, users. Um, no one knows exactly what that would be, but um, until Sony gets their systems back up, they're losing several thousand dollars a week, um, possibly hundreds of thousands of dollars. Even in the um, companies who produce their games, I mean, these companies are losing money left and right because the PSN is down. Um, I feel really bad for those companies because Sony is basically like, we can't we can't put your games out because we screwed up. We're sorry, and a lot of people are going. I know I'm going to be hated for this comment, but a lot of people are going to the 360s. I mean,
4: I, I wouldn't sh- be that sh- true. Hold
5: on, you stop for a second. Um, people are going to the 360 because this past week weekend, Xbox Xbox ran a free live weekend where people got to use Xbox Live Gold for free, and a lot of people came out and said, you know, that was pretty cool. Um, on base alone, I spoke to 25, pe- 25 different people in GameStop who sit- who actually bought 360s with Kinex because they actually enjoyed playing their on their friends' consoles, playing Xbox Live Gold. And I mean, if 25 different people buy... Uh, Xbox Live connect 4 gig. That's some good chunk of change for Microsoft.
4: I don't like that uh, like <laughs> I like both PS3 and Xbox, okay? don't get me wrong. And yet I'm pissed off that the PSN's down. And yet I'll be pissed off if I've been hacked from my credit card or whatever. But I'd rather them take uh, like a month to get it fixed, fully fixed because from one stand they are rebuilding it from scratch. The, the PSN server, right? So I'd rather have them take a month to fix it entirely, than then to put up it w- within a day and it be hacked again. And I, okay, yes, I, I, I was a bit pissed off that it took me a month to, uh, no, sorry, a week to, to send me an email. My friend had, had yet to receive the email about the hacking. So they I were have received bit, like, an
5: email. I mean, really? I have not received an email from PlayStation saying, "Hey, we're sorry, you can't use PlayStation Network. Uh, we got hacked." I haven't received that. I, I got games with my PSN. So... i
4: got, I got to say, it goes... Service update, important information for registered users of PSN network and something with Q. Quantity servers? Yeah. And, and it says, we have discovered between April ni- uh, 17th and April 19th certain P- uh, PSN and quantity to, uh, server users information was compromised in, in, in a connection with an illegal, unauthorized intrusion into our network in in response, we, had, we shut down ourselves, blah, 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 blah. So yeah, it, t- it took me a week or so to send me a brief report of what happened. And that is a bit slow. And yet I have been tempted to buy an Xbox. But I don't, I, I think this overall has actually also hurt the gaming industry. Because I've seen lots of press throwing the shit out of proportion saying, oh, this, this, is, the, this is the end of online gaming. No, it's not. There's the Xbox. There's the Wii. It's not the end of online gaming. Surely, yes, it will hurt the PSN, but it's not the death effect of, uh, of gaming in general. And given time, I think Sony will have to earn back their trust because do I do I really want to put my credit card back on my PSN? Not really. Would I go buy an Xbox? Possibly, but you guys get screwed into Microsoft Points.
3: So, Hold on. You don't, you in don't get answers. screwed into Microsoft Points. Yeah, you, you do. You buy them or you don't.
4: No, but the way that they do the conversion makes we get fucking screwed. The the they use the top dollar, uh, in terms of question rate. What country you know, doesn't? I, I'm sorry, JJ. Go ahead. I was
3: gonna say, what country doesn't? I yeah, mean,
4: but I'm I'm saying, uh, if if the Xbox actually use money and not Microsoft points, it would be fantastic.
3: They do. You you have the option of using uh your credit card to buy stuff.
4: No, but, no, but I mean, if they actually measured it, like because like you know how it's like, for example, five thousand Xbox points, whatever. If they actually just straight up used money, so like you put £10 on, on, on your Xbox account, not 5,000 Xbox, Xbox points, if you if know what I mean.
3: I get what you're saying. I, I get what you're saying. I just, you know, from the standpoint, do I think it's going to kill Sony's business? No. Is it going to hurt them? Oh, hell yeah. Because, you know, you, you go and you listen to a lot of these podcasts, especially the IGN podcast with, with Greg Miller when they do their Beyond show, You know, this was pegged as the year of the PlayStation because they got all these exclusives. But ultimately, if you're buying video games like Portal 2 and Mortal Kombat that are meant to be played online and you're going through like a month where you can't play your damn game online, I mean, that's kind of killing a lot of the reason you bought the game to begin with. And it's going to make a lot of people think, well, you know, if I go over here and do this, then I can play online because of this situation. So I think a lot of people are going to be turned off by this. I personally don't care because I don't own a PS3, and I don't care. I was a PlayStation fanboy for a long time. You know, I had the PS1, the PS2, and I just couldn't get into the PS3. I played it one time, and I thought, you know, this doesn't interest me. And
5: you know, I'm sorry to interrupt you, today, but going on who um, who it does hurt. This just came to me. Um, DC Universe is a exclusive to the PS3 console. Um, along with the PC. It is an Xbox uh, uh, PSN-only game. You can only play that online on the PS3. That's who's getting really hurt here because there's also a monthly fee behind DC Universe.
3: Well, and on top of that, though, if I'm a game developer that was exclusive to Microsoft or you know, maybe decided to jump ship and go to PSN and be an exclusive title for the PSN and stuff like this is happening, it's going to make me second-guess the fact that I just went exclusively with this console. Mm -hmm. And so I think that over the coming years, this might be a big victory for Microsoft because a lot of these exclusives that Sony has been hammering out might not be so exclusive in the next couple of years.
4: Well, this this year would definitely be the year of the Xbox. I mean, this has killed business for PSN
3: until this year. Yeah, quarter 4 is going to kill for Xbox. I mean, PSN and is going to see a huge in, uh, you know downgrade in, in in their customer service. I
4: think it will take a year or two before people fully trust it, uh, PS3. But PS3 will will rebound because there are aspects that people like, like feel nine. okay, at PS3. So I like, like I say this year next year will be Xbox because we've been because the PSN has been screwed, the Sony's Im- image has been dragged through the mud. But given time, I think the Piffy will, will bounce back when they finally get better servers.
3: Now, Crelly, let me, let me ask you this. They're okay. saying it could be a month, another few weeks before this, this, this uh, is able to be fixed. What if it takes another two months, another three months before they finally have everything worked out? Do you, as, a, as someone who's put your money, your time, and your effort in playing online games on the PS3, is that something you're willing to wait for?
4: Well, I've I've actually said this already, uh, to, to to a few friends. If if it's not up within a month I'm buying an Xbox.
3: See you sure. should be, you should be buying an <laughs> Xbox anyway, so that me and Sean can own your ass on fucking Red Dead Redemption and Call of Duty and everything else. Well, A Sean sold
4: his copy of Red Dead Redemption. Oh B, yeah. Way to go, Sean.
5: <laughs> uh, it's not like I can't buy another one for cheap. Don't even give me like that.
4: I mean I I might go buy. It. I don't know. I'm quite tempted to go buy an Xbox, and I do like the online service. So who knows if, if, if it's not up within a month or so, you might see Credit two two five on the Xbox. Just saying.
3: You should anyway. But, just to interact with us. But I, I get t- enough of you guys on the radio. What if you're gaming as well? But see, I mean, I would love to tomahawk your horse. I would <laughs> I love you. to blow you up off a cliff. That'd be fucking epic
4: but that means that I have to go buy the game and the DLC one more time for the Xbox. When I have it here on PSV already.
3: Ah, uh, quit bitching.
0: <laughs> uh, I yeah. heard some report that um, it might be up partially on Tuesday, and they're going to apparently introduce it back in stages.
5: Yeah, that's 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 the rumor right now. Um, like I said, they're still they're still working on it. I mean, until. Until Sony gets it in their minds that hackers aren't really what they need to go after. They need to work on their security, their firewalls, whatever they're working on massively. They need to get their security set up first before they start bringing in Sony PlayStation Network. Because straight up, Sony is going to get hacked again. Um, People are really ticked off at the way they went after Geohot. I mean, look at what Anonymous did earlier earlier this month. Um, and then all of a sudden right around the corner comes this and there, there was a, um, there was a report that came out that said how this happened. Um, basically what happened was a group was using a, what they call a dud account and get, putting, uh, money from a fake account into these dud accounts and was buying, uh, PSN stuff, uh, games, exclusive stuff and Sony figured it out it was basically a code that is easily easily inputtable into your into your PS3 and Sony basically found out about this and after they started to put a stop to this um they they got hacked
3: well you know again i i hope Sony can rebound from this but i don't have a lot of high hopes for him i i think PS3 might be dead until PS4 comes out
5: and, you know, hold on, Crowley. I'm sorry to bother you. I'm sorry to stop mm-hmm. this, Crowley. Um, Sony needs to think about the PSN right now before they even jump into the PS4, the the next jump in evolution for the PlayStation. I mean, right now, yes, we have the Wii, which we have the next Wii, which was announced earlier this week. Um, I think it was this week. I'm sorry. Um, Which was, I believe, announced on Monday by Nintendo saying, hey, we got the new Wii successor. We'll be bringing we'll be bringing a playable version of that out at E3. E3. If Sony and Microsoft are worried about this right now, they need to wait until E3 before they get when they get a chance to see this. Because right now, Sony needs to look at what they have in front of them. Their their biggest problem is this hacking, this PSN outage. If they don't deal with this, then Sony can basically kiss its entire dynasty that they have away.
4: I think the basic thing of it is you kind of think of PSN like TNA, okay? It's fucked. <laughs> okay? And, and, before they, and, and before the PSN st- starts trying to like, take shots at the Xbox, it needs, to, it, it needs to fix this shit. And that's what you do. They can't start planning shit ahead. They've got, they got to fix the problem right now. And wow. if they start planning the PS4, well, then the PSN's fucked. So they they obviously just need to fix the, the PSN before they even bother playing the PS4 because if not, like you say, people will get pissed off and that will make the next generation of consoles even more hackable and then PSN will
3: lose millions of customers to the Xbox. You, you, know, you know what I love about Sony? Nothing right now? Well, <laughs> truthfully, yes. But do, do you know what, what I really love about Sony? That they... Can't come up with an original idea on their own. I don't know what all you know in terms of video game history, but. Quite a bit. Back in the day, and I'm going to say it was maybe a Tuesday, but back in the day, say somewhere around 1994, 1995 ish, maybe it was 93. See, Nintendo went to Sony with this idea of doing a CD based gaming platform for Nintendo, and it was called the PlayStation. And Sony actually stole the idea and didn't work with Nintendo. And that's how the PlayStation came into existence. Now, yes. for those of you that didn't know that, there's your little history fact. Let's fast forward to, what was it, 2009, 2010, when they brought out the... You know, when we came out... Well, okay, we came out before that. But when Sony brought out their, uh, their new console or, or their new add-on, you know their uh, their motion peripheral. What, what's it called? Move. The oh, Sony you move. mean
4: the you mean
3: the glowing dildos. You mean you know Wii the version. PlayStation 2?
4: Move with the weird
0: colored ping yeah. pong balls. Yeah.
3: Wii HD. This is a yeah. company that cannot fucking come up with their own idea. They completely ripped off the Wii, completely, and put it in HD. No, no JJ, they put on those, glow,
4: those those glowing ball things. That makes it completely different. That that makes it, that 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 there makes it a brand new product because it's got glowing lights in it.
5: You know, since we are talking about the PlayStation, right? Quick, um, if anybody's ever read Penny Arcade, um, they do some pretty good jokes about gaming and all that. And uh, today's was actually a joke on the infrastructure design and all that for the for PSN. But uh, a few days ago, they uh, actually had one called "It Only Doesn't" is the title. And basically, the consumer is sitting in front of his TV. Dear PlayStation, how come I can't play any of my games online? Kevin Butler, VP of bullshit. Online? More like the online. Single player is where the real action is. Why play with boring weirdo losers when you could play with yourself? I mean. And then it goes, it only does. And then the error code that, that you get when you try to log on to the PSN. It's just a joke that they've been running, but it's pretty hilarious.
4: <laughs> I have I like a question that. to test your gaming history What was the first console To support DLC? Dreamcast? You fucker <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was, I be, yeah I mean Yeah I doing this shit for my uh, Because I'm doing gaming at college I've been studying the history of Video gaming and PC And a- also arcade machines I mean who actually uses Right now an arcade machine as a viable Console? Anyone? Bowling alleys? Is that really an arcade machine? I
0: don't know. They have plenty in there. Yeah, most of them don't go in for the bowling, they just go for the arcade machines. I thought Japanese urinals had the best arcades. Oh, the Sega toilet.
3: Yes! (laughs) Speaking of Sega, look, look, here's the thing. Everybody always talks shit about Sega. And granted, you know, I had a Genesis back in the day. I loved my Genesis, I thought it was better than the Super Nintendo. Um, up until you know, Super Nintendo got their shit together toward the end there and put out some quality stuff. But you know, when they came out with the Dreamcast, I mean, the Saturn was shit. Let's be honest. The 32X was shit. The Sega CD was shit. Uh, but when they brought out the Dreamcast, you know, I didn't buy this this uh, this system at launch. I think I actually bought it after they discontinued, after the uh, the PS2 had come out. But the thing that always killed me about the Dreamcast is it was a really good fucking system.
5: You know, JJ, Dreamcast is actually still being sold in Japan and they're actually still creating games for it in Japan.
3: It was a you know what? I I felt I bought the damn thing at a pawn shop and bought as many games as I could get for it. I liked the controls. Uh I thought the graphics were great, the sounds were great. Overall, it was a good gaming console. It was much better than anything they had done previously, and then as soon as PS2 dropped in the market, it was like, oh shit, they've got us beat, you know, and they just they gave it up, and I never understood that. I thought the Dreamcast could have been a system that would have been viable for, you know, at least a couple of years there.
4: Well, the Dreamcast was the first uh, system to have uh, dedicated servers for the online play. Yes. But they didn't promote it much at all. I mean, they had um, SOCOM U.S. Navy SEALs as an online game, but they didn't promote it much. And, P- and PS2 was the first one to like go, oh, we got all the, all the shit online. So if they had actually promoted that they had great online play, th- that system could have easily went for a few more years They're being discontinued after like two or three years.
5: You know, it's, it's funny also that Sega was also one of the first, if I remember correctly, uh, one of the first gaming consoles to actually have their own channel where you could basically just go select a game to play and then you could play the game through your TV, like that.
4: Sega. And also, the, the Sega Mega Drive was also the first console to use an 18-bit processor. Yeah,
5: yeah. I mean, Sega Sega had their, their stuff together, they just, they put it out too early. I mean, if they had waited just a little bit, they could have actually just created the biggest system ever.
4: And they also had, they, they also had control pads that actually resembled modern-day control pads. They actually because if you look at most consoles before that they had like big blocks for control pads. But the Sega actually had consoles that uh sorry control pads that actually looks a lot like the ones that they used to say.
2: Yeah.
5: So uh here's hoping that Sega gets their stuff together and comes back with a new console. Even though they're not really doing much right uh, now. You know what,
3: I, I don't I don't think there's any chance of that. I think they're gonna stick with the, the you know the hardware stuff and, and rather just work on games.
4: Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. But- Cause I was playing football. I was playing football with the manager the other day, and I was like, "Oh shit, Sega! Sega! I actually involved in this." So, and and it's a fucking good game. So Sega are not bad at putting out hardware for, for PC games at, at least.
5: Okay. Before we continue, Trent, Trentavious Phoenix in the chat room, you're officially fired from everything. Uh, Trent just said, "I want someone to hack Xbox Live so that it will give everyone the red ring of death when they try to log in." Trent, you are fired. <laughs> I, I will, I will come up there. I will come down there, wherever you are, and I will stab you in the
3: neck. I tell you what, Trent. Now you, you can, you can, you can want that all you want, but the bottom line is tomorrow when I decide to go play online with my friends, you won't be. <laughs> words suck You come to mind first, to but that's at the point. Trude will have I to be have... laying the smackdown on himself.
4: <laughs> what was the first home console released?
0: Coleco, I believe. see wasn't
4: it? Wasn't it like Pong? No, it, uh, actually, it was before the Pong, and actually got it right. It, it was the Odyssey
3: in 1972. I, I, I used to, to have. A I used to have the Intellivision. Yeah, the of, o-
0: Odyssey was brilliant. The gun that came with it—you know, like you have the guns now, and they basically look like things that a five-year-old will get from a toy shop. Like the guns back then, it looked actually like a shotgun.
4: But the Odyssey was like, te- like because you literally change the background. Like, you put on, like, a band onto a TV, and the games stayed, stayed the same. Yes, that piece dim-
0: of paper over the screen. It's a completely different game.
3: not oh,
4: And this my. is where my college education came in useful. Right now, I've got my essay in front of me, and I'm just reading off the history of gaming consoles.
5: Since we are talking about games, um, and this is the gaming section of Unplugged, let me go ahead and let you guys in on what you can expect this year coming from Unplugged. Um, as far as gaming reviews go, um, I actually have a list printed out in front of me of all the games that I have pre ordered from GameStop. And so far, next month, you can expect a review of Brink and LA, no- <laughs> and L.A. Noir. What? Um, I hate you so much. In June, you can expect a review of Infamous 2 plus Duke Nukem Forever in August, you can expect a review of Dead Island and Dose X aug- Augmentation Edition. Um,
3: Dose X. It's the game where you drink till you get drunk. Stay thirsty, my friends. Stay thirsty.
5: <laughs> um, in September, you can expect a review of Rage, which I am looking very forward to, which is uh, ID's new game, not Internet Dave. Please to do God, don't think that.
3: I was going it's, to say, Internet Dave doesn't play not- games.
5: Uh, it's Id's, excuse me, it's Id's newest game. Um, if, if you don't know who Id is, they do Doom. They created the game Doom. Uh, they've been coming out with it. They have a new uh, techno- technological uh, engine they're using for Rage, which is also going to be in the next Doom game. Uh, you can also if, expect... If, if, Arkham if you,
3: hold on, if you don't know who Id is, all I can say is dope.
5: Um, You can also expect reviews of Batman, Arkham City, Elder Scrolls, Skyrim, Mass Effect 3, Resident Evil, Operation Raccoon City, Bioshock Infinite, and Battlefield 3. So, straight up, you can expect about 13 or 14 different reviews, Um, plus more as they come out. I will definitely be grabbing um, different consoles or different games as they come out from Gamefly. Um, So, definitely be expecting a lot of reviews right here for free on sundaynightshowdown.com. Oh, you know
4: are you not going to? Are you not going to review the DLC pack for the uh, COD that comes out next week? The new I will. DLC. Of
5: course, I will. I've already got pre-ordered, and it's, and it's on its way. Believe me, as soon as the new Call of Duty pack comes out, I will let you guys know how it is.
4: I'm not the a fan that, of.
0: Okay, on the trailer for that Call of the Dead kind of looks brilliant. The but fact
5: it, that Activision, I'm sorry, Crowley, the fact that Activision got George Romero, Michelle Rodriguez. Or whoever the female version so, is, no
0: Sarah Michelle Gellar, uh, Sarah Robert, Robert Gellar,
3: Gellar, Gellar. Danny, Danny Trejo, uh, and Robert Hooker. Where the hell is David no Boreanaz? Sense. Why isn't he involved in that? Well, you got, you got no Buffy in there. Because
4: that DLC, like that whole Dead, De- De- Dead thing, make, doesn't go along with the storyline. Like every other zombie map went along with the storyline. You had the characters from the storyline. This new DLC has far oh, more cool to do with the storyline. And it annoyed me because people spent hours looking for hints on maps to to, to do with zombies. And of course this zombie map is off the coast of Discovery, I believe. If if on Discovery, look left, there's a giant ship, and that's where it takes place.
3: Alright, to to the North Kakalakian and the Brits on the line. Hold for a second. I do believe joining us right now, we have a caller. Welcome to Unplugged. Who's this? Yeah, it's me. And yeah, Sean's talking shit about you, dude. <laughs> what?
0: Sure. Sean's all of a sudden gone silent.
2: <laughs> he's like, what? <laughs> oh no, oh no, no, he's coming to get me.
0: I ain't afraid yeah, of
1: fight. You heard Sean challenge me to a fight.
5: I ain't challenged nobody on, to man. a fight. No fight yeah. whatsoever.
2: <laughs>
3: Pope, what's on your mind, dude?
0: Uh, I think you much, walked away. Okay, he's there.
3: Sean, I just make it shit worse.
0: Buddy. Sean, you just, yeah. uh, just let the Pope speak.
5: I thought he was yelling at somebody on the other side. I don't know.
3: Pope, when are you coming out with your own system? Is it going to be called the Pope Station?
5: See, man, what my my main thing
1: with this PS3, you know, situation is how the Xbox guys are going around just like laughing at it, thinking it's funny. It's not funny. There's seventy seven million people being affected by this that have their identities possibly stolen. I see nothing funny about that. I, I agree. It, I'll say if Xbox at this happening to them. Everyone would be crying while you're not talking about, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening to Xbox. Why?
5: The well, only... I don't
1: um, see... It's just-
5: Trent, number one, I have a PS3. Uh, Sony has all of my information either way. Uh, um, and I'm, I'm laughing, dude. I, I really am because it, it is kind of funny that Sony let this happen to them. I mean, they're they're supposed to be this huge conglomerate that has all of this stuff going on and they're more worried about GeoHot than they are about their ne- their infra- infrastructure on their web. I mean, the fact that they, are, they, they want to go more on GeoHot than they want to go on Anonymous are the guys who then said, hey, Anonymous did it, let us do it. I mean, it's just the fact mm-hmm. that I own a PS3. I play my PS3 online. I, I'm not uh, just a full uh, Xbox person. I mean, I play my PS3. I've been playing MLB The Show 11, almost for the past two weeks now. I've been playing Infamous uh, since it came out. I mean, it's not the fact that I'm a just a Microsoft person. I am a Sony person. I'm just... It, it's funny that everybody is thinking it's the end of the world, and it's not. It's just a console.
1: Geohut is the one that originally started this. He shouldn't have never jailbroken PS3. You, why would he do that? you do not That's just going around trying to cheat everybody. He's the reason this all got started. If he hadn't have never done that to the PS3, we would still be all, we would all have our PSN right now. That's the end of the story.
5: Geo Hot did what he did, basically because of the fact Sony took away the possibility of putting other OS on their console. That's the only reason why he did what he did. I understand completely why he did what he did, because a lot of people use Linux. On their console, basically because they don't have computers at their house. They don't have all this. They they decided, you know what? We can put Linux on our console, so let's do it. Um, I understand completely why Geoha did it. I mean, I would have done it myself. If if I had the means and the technology to do it, I would have broken my console and basically done that. There is nothing wrong with, with him doing it. There really is. Um, Sony just mm-hmm. got... Extremely butthurt about Gioia doing it and then possibly giving it out for free to people. That was their problem.
1: Uh, and then again, then with this with anonymous. That, uh, I'm, I'm not saying anonymous did this because there's no proof that anonymous did this. But what I'm saying is that either anonymous did it or anonymous knows who did it. And if they know who did it, they need to tell it because what's the point of letting a hack someone who's a hacker? who's got 77 million people's addresses, phone numbers, credit card numbers, go around living freely. And he can just go in and mess a bunch of people's lives up over there. And my act that a lot of PSN users are children, too, so this could be affecting them, their parents. Who knows who's being affected by this? So if Anonymous knows who did it, they need to tell who did it. But I seriously doubt they're going to do that because they're a bunch of idiots.
3: Agreed. You know what? I think the situation is horrible. I mean, granted, I've gotten a laugh, but I understand people are affected, and I think it's deplorable that they waited a fucking week before they even told you guys, "Hey, your your information has been compromised." That should have been an instantaneous thing.
5: I still haven't been told. I'm I'm waiting on that email still. I mean, I'm like I said, I'm a P, I'm a PS3 user. I have a PSN account. I have played games online. Where's my email, Sony? Um, I, I'm waiting. Uh if you pop up with it right now, I'll I'll congratulate you on that. Uh, I'm still waiting. Seriously.
3: Anything else, Pope?
1: No, nah, I'm pretty much I've got everything I to say out.
5: The only thing I've done more so because I haven't had the PSN, is I've been waiting on Amazon. Something else I haven't screwed up. I've been waiting on Amazon to send me my freaking packages that they haven't sent.
3: Oh, All there you right. go. Sean talking about his packages again. You know what's going on there, Pope.
5: <sighs> you should have actually What,
3: four-inch four package? Oh, it's it's breaking down. All right, Pope, thanks for the call, man. We'll talk to you later. All right. All right. On that note, guys, I'm kind of done talking to PSN stuff. So we do have a couple of movie things we want to run in before we end the show tonight?
5: Yes, we do. First thing is something that scares me very much. JJ emailed this to me, and I saw this already. I'm still kind of wondering why. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I know that is now.
3: It ties um, in, bitch. Just keep going.
5: Fuck you. Um. <sighs> um. If you haven't heard yet, here's your news on it. Arnold Schwarzenegger is back.
3: Oh damn! Sean got dropped. <laughs> oh. Skynet has spoken back. <laughs> Teach him to call me a bitch.
0: The Sky- Skynet has turned up a week late.
3: He- you know what? He's probably still talking. And <laughs> not knowing that we're not on the air with him.
5: I hate you all. I very
3: much do. That's what I thought you said. Continue. Uh, yeah.
5: Oh, what's what? <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger is back. Um, I said I'd be back. He's back. It gets to the chopper. Um He's back in the in the Terminator films. He will be back for the reboots of the Terminator films uh, with the director of Thor, I believe. No, I take that back. It's the director of the Fast Five.
3: Yeah, Justin um, Lin.
5: There we go. Justin Lin, um, who almost. Gave away what Arnold will be doing in the movie to IGN this past week. So, Arnold coming back, Terminator kind of scares me.
3: Well, the question is, what kind of shit is Skynet doing to send back fucking old fucking robots from the future?
5: See, the joke, it was funny because if they start leaking fluids, they can just say, oh, they're old people. They always leak.
3: Wait, I have to cash in my Social Security check. Oh, man. Run into the chopper, John.
5: We'll get to the Albert Special.
3: <laughs> what, what, they're going to Denny's? And we're going to have a scene with fucking Edward Furlong, who's now like 30 years old and fat, sitting there with, with, with fucking Social Security Arnold Schwarzenegger. They're coming to get you. It's the T5000.
5: We have already begun the summer movie. Uh, start uh, basically started with Fast Five, which came out on the 29th um, which comes out what what's coming out next is something Ashley will be talking about in a few minutes. Uh, Thor uh, next after that both that and JJ's favorite movie, uh, Hobo with a shotgun, will be coming out May sixth. That's all that's a new sound. Um Priest will be coming out. I'm tired of these
3: motherfucking hobos with these motherfucking shotguns.
5: Uh, There's a lot of good movies coming out in May, um, but we are definitely tuning up for the summer movies um, because coming up in June we have X-Men First Class, Super 8, Steven Spielberg, and J.J. Abrams' newest film. Um, If my computer starts working, here we go. Um, We then have Green Lantern. Coming out on the
3: seventeenth. That looks like kick ass. Green you know what, I'm not even a DC like I don't follow Green Lantern. I mean, you know, I obviously I, I've seen a lot of the Justice League stuff and so I picked up on the different Green Lanterns, you know, like Hal Jordan and which is the one that's gonna be in the movie, which I think was probably my favorite Green Lantern growing up in the eighties. And this movie, from everything I've seen, looks fucking awesome.
5: I don't know if y'all have um, FCBD up there, um, Free Comic Book Day.
3: Will we'll a little penicillin clear that up.
5: Uh, yeah, it will. Okay. Um, free Comic Book Day has a uh, a version of the um, the storyline coming out. That they'll be giving away the free copy of that. I don't know if you guys have that up in Canada, um, but if y'all do and you can find a comic book store close by, go go by and pick that one up. Um, it'll definitely let you in on the storyline. If you're in America, Free Comic Book Day is coming up in June. Uh, They'll be giving away a, a bunch of free comics. It's basically get the word out there about com- gra- comics or graphic novels. Um, it's really good to go out and support your local organizations, your your local comic shops. It's definitely And a lot of comic shops are doing uh, signings and all different kind of stuff like that. So go out there and support your comic shops. Basically give them some money. Um. Also in July is Cars 2. <coughs> with
3: really? Cars 2? Fuck that. Do you know what I'm looking for in July? Fucking Transformers what? 3, Dark Side of the New Moon, motherfucker.
0: No. I think it's this is, We're still in June.
3: Dark, you just said July.
0: It's called Dark of the Moon. It's Dark
3: of the Moon. Oh, it was Dark.
0: Floyd took, took exception.
3: Really? They they don't want it called Dark Side of the Moon?
0: No, so I think it's called Dark of the Moon.
3: Wow. Uh, like it is Floyd. called Dark of the Moon. Wow! So they changed the, the name again. Wow.
5: Um. Also in July is four other films. I mean, there are five major films releasing in July that are pretty much going to make July the best month it usually is. Um. We got Transformers on the on the first of July. We have Harry Potter: The Deathly Hallows Part Two on the fifteenth of July. We then have That's Captain. Awesome. Yes, it does. Um, we then have Captain America on the twenty-second. Of July, and then on the 29th, just a week after, we have Cowboys and Aliens.
3: Yeah, but I'm telling you right now, I got a feeling that uh, Transformers Three is going to be like the box office bust this year. I think it's going to kick ass.
5: Well, July is going to be crazy. I mean, July is really going to be crazy. I'm I don't do theaters that often anymore, but I will be going to the theater for a lot of those. But August has some pretty good stuff lined up for it um first thing that comes off the off the um the press is the rise of the planet of the apes they are actually rebooting the entire planet of the Apes series starting with this one
3: Uh, you know what i saw the uh i saw the promo for that looked really good
5: definitely looks really good um unfortunately they then have another final destination film final destination five
1: get your hands off me you damn dirty apes
5: and then what I'm looking forward to is a new Conan the Barbarian with the guy who's playing Conan is actually from Stargate Atlantis.
3: Yeah, it's Jason Moma. Yeah. He played, uh, what was his character in fucking Stargate SG or Atlantis? What was his name?
5: It, it, it skips my mind right now. Um,
3: if Walkie was here, God damn it, he'd fucking know. <laughs>
5: <laughs> no one cares about Walkie. No one does.
3: Wow. Um,
0: you're There's also really one to get on a lot of people's bad side tonight. Aren't you, are Sean? you? Are you? How
3: many people are you trying to <laughs> piss off tonight?
0: I don't care. I'll
5: piss everybody off. Um, oh, Ronan. Didn't have, Ronan was uh, his uh, name.
3: Ronan. The yes, guy that played Ronan. Ronan with the fucking dreads is your new Conan.
5: The dreads looked awesome on him, and I can't wait to see how they really pull him together for Conan the Barbarian. Um, and then on the 26th is Apollo 18 which I have seen nothing on, but if the poster is anything to go by, the poster is basically a shot of the boot print and then claw marks right next to it. So, and the tagline is, there's a reason we've never gone back to the moon.
3: Cool, so it sounds like this year is going to be a good year for movies.
5: This year is going to be a great year for movies. Um, There's a lot coming out definitely go out
0: no, later towards the end of the year there are some weird ones they're remaking footloose they're remaking the thing
2: um, well
5: the, the remake of thing i can do it i want to see the remake of thing The Thing, because the original was definitely one of my favorite films uh, it's definitely one of the creepiest movies i've ever seen the game that even came out for it Uh, For the Xbox, I believe it was, was actually one of my favorite horror games that I played.
3: I agree. Footloose was one of the most horrifying movies I (laughs) ever saw.
5: God help you. Um, but I, but I really, I'm not sure what's coming out the rest of the year. I'm more looking forward to what's coming out this summer. That's what I care more about.
3: Now they they have started shooting, I believe, on the Avengers.
5: Yes, they have, yeah. and the, the the pictures just of the set themselves uh, looks awesome. I mean, um, Joss Whedon is one of the greatest directors, I will claim it, of our time. Um, and just the pictures they set out alone show three chairs, or four chairs sitting there, and it has all the character names. It doesn't have actor names; it has character names. So you know that he is basically—he doesn't care what your name is in the actor world. You are your character.
3: Now that's re- Joss Whedon for you. Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't Nathan Fillion going to be in the Avengers?
5: I haven't heard I, that Nathan's going to be in it. I heard he was.
3: This was a while back. Maybe they changed it, but I heard he was going to be Hank Pym.
5: Oh, if he—that's the case, then that's pretty awesome news. I haven't heard that Hank film is Ant-Man. yeah exactly um, he's he also in the ultimate Avengers world he also beats uh, the wasp who is his wife um, if if they do go with Hank film um, I, I want to know what storyline they're going with uh, it's definitely one of those things that we will have to see how it goes so
3: you may as well throw uh, Nathan Philly in some love I mean shit he can't get a break nowhere else you know he, he he's don't he... go with Castle. Well, he has done pretty well with Castle. I just haven't watched that show. I mean, I haven't had a chance to get into it, but I, I like a lot of the stuff he's done in the past, and quite frankly, I wished he would have been Nathan Drake for the Uncharted movie, but, you know, nothing says Nathan, you know, nothing Nothing says Nathan Drake like fucking Mark Wahlberg, even though the character of Nathan Drake looks astonishingly a lot like Nathan Fillion. So there you go.
5: He does, and I don't know if you, I don't know if, we, I've told you about this or I've told anybody else, but um, Nathan Fillion basically came out and said that if he wins the lottery in California, he will buy the rights to Serenity and Firefly and recreate the show. Um, I don't know would, if you ever Josh, had a chance to see.
3: Why has, why has Josh Whedon not tried to do anything with it? I mean,
5: it's um, got a cult Fox, following. Fox owns the rights. Uh, Fox has said we're not going to do anything. Um, so it's all in Fox's court. Court, yeah, is in Fox's court, and like I said, Nathan Fillion said he would buy the uh, the rights to it and recreate and restarted. Every single actor and actress has said that they would jump onto it immediately, that they absolutely loved playing um, in the in the series. Uh, Ron Glass, I believe, was uh, Shepard. I think he was the first one who said, um, "I will." Definitely get involved. But he I mean, died. Everybody is,
3: but he died. Him and the the guy that played the pilot. I can't think of his name. But they, they both died, died in the
5: movie. But they didn't die in the show.
3: Well, uh, how the fuck are you gonna have the show after the movie?
5: I, I'm really curious how they would go. I mean, because the show itself <clears throat> is was one of my favorite shows of all time. I mean, I got the chance. To, I never got a chance to see it until after the movie, so I didn't know anything about it. I got the show for twenty bucks at Walmart because some idiot forgot to pick it up after he called two hours before.
3: Well, you could watch it on Netflix if you haven't seen it.
5: If yeah, if you haven't seen it and you have Netflix, go watch Serenity. Go watch Firefly and then watch Serenity.
3: See, I, um, I went. I went from watching Angel with Harmony to now she's got me watching Dollhouse.
5: How was Dollhouse?
3: I, I've watched a couple episodes. It's not too bad. I mean. If you like uh, Elijah Dushku, it's not too bad. She's you know not not bad to look at, but it's interesting. I, I'm starting to get into it. You know, I I've I, I, I watched Buffy, and I I was never a Buffy fan. I, I watched a couple episodes of Buffy, and I'm like I eh, I don't like it. But Angel was good, and Dollhouse is pretty cool.
5: Okay, I'll have to check it out. Right now, I'm basically um, as soon as my computer is finished um, being built, uh, I'm basically waiting on the Windows Seven disk. Uh, as I've already decided that I'm going to pop its Netflix cherry by watching Doctor Who uh, oh. finishing up.
3: By the way, since we're bringing up Doctor Who, Christopher Eccleston was the best Doctor Who ever. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> <laughs>
5: um, yeah, actually, He never he, reversed it, the polarity of the neutron flow. That's right. <laughs> he was, I believe that was the, the one for the new series, wasn't it? He was yeah. the first doctor in the new, the new series. series, and he
0: basically left because he got a better offer from um, I think it was Heroes.
5: Uh, that sounds about right. But uh, Christopher McCleston was a great Doctor. Um, I have the uh, I bought a shirt from Think Geek that says uh, "You never forget your first Doctor," and it has a TARDIS on it. Um, so Christopher McCleston is my first Doctor.
3: And speaking of which, I I actually I guess after he left Doctor Who, he was in GI Joe, so things didn't really go out too well for him. Speaking Dude. of G.I. Joe, uh, Justin, no, John Cho is going to be directing G.I. Joe 2. So it's out of the, uh, what was the, the director, of Summers. What's his name? Scott Summers. Scott Summers is out. He is not directing G.I. Joe 2. And I do know, I have heard that Storm Shadow is coming back in this one, and Chanum Tating is back as Duke. But those are the Wayne. only ones that I've, I've heard that were confirmed. Joe what is
5: what has he directed?
3: Uh, I I can't remember what he's done, but he wants. He's a like long time fan of GI Joe.
5: Didn't he do the Hulk?
3: Uh, no, I think that was Ang Lee.
5: That that's right. It was Ang Lee. I'm sorry. As soon as you said Cho, I was like, it's not the guy from Harold and Kumar. It's not the guy who did the Hulk. I was like, I don't remember who the guy is now. No. So but, I just,
3: I I think he's going to do it justice. I think it's going to be called the Ri- not Cobra. I can't remember what it, what it's going to be called, but obviously Cobra was like the first one. But uh, I'm actually if if it's going in a different direction, can can we please not put lips on Snake Eyes? I mean, how ridiculous did he fucking look with the all black outfit with the big lips?
5: Yeah, it was kind of bad.
3: I mean, it's like a ninja mask, okay? Ninja masks don't traditionally have fucking lips in them. Sorry, I that was that was the only abortion that was just you know just crazy for me in that movie. I mean, granted, the story wasn't great, but you know, Ray Park and Snake Eyes step in the right direction. The guy that played Storm Shadow was awesome. You know, Channing Tating as Duke, I wasn't too you know happy with, and Marlon Wayans as Ripcord. What the fuck? He couldn't have been Roadblock or. Any of the other characters in, in the movie? Why Ripcord? I just that, that kills me.
5: I don't know. To Mac Daddy in the chat room, um, how far am I into Doctor, Doctor Who? I am season four. I just got to the episode called The Left Turn, um, which is... I can't talk about it. Um, can't spoil it for anybody. Um, but season it's 4 back.
3: Although I, I did like Tom Baker in Doctor Who. That was like my original Doctor Who fix. When I was a kid, when I was watching... Back in the day when Hulkamania was running wild and Doctor Who was on and he had a big fucking curly afro, Tom Baker was the motherfucking man. <laughs> oh, my. I, l- I, literally um, watched, but... I-, I literally watched something on YouTube the other day with every Doctor Who transformation. Like, from number one to, to current. I was like, man, there were some gangly-looking motherfucking Doctor Whos back in the day.
5: It's one of the longest running shows ever. One of the longest running sci-fi shows.
3: I'm gonna get hate Uh-oh. mail from Walkie. Not only not only from your comments tonight, but for the Doctor <laughs> Who shit. I'm I'm totally getting a fucking email from Walkie.
5: Why are you talking shit about Doctor Who? I've heard no crap about Doctor Who. So Walkie can go suck it. I won't spoil well, everything cool,
0: but the first episode of series six. Don't you even mind. start. I uh, all I'm saying, all I'm saying, is it blew me away. I can't. I'm looking forward to how the story concludes in tomorrow's episode. I've already had
5: two of my teams from our our team group have tried to spoil it. I told them if they did, they were not allowed to do any more team programs, which included our team game night where I will be playing La Noir in front of them, just to, just to screw with them.
3: For those of you um, that might just be listening to Unplugged right now, tuning in, you're hearing <laughs> what it's like to be at a sci-fi convention from a bunch of sci-fi nerds.
5: Since we are somewhat in the, the, the gaming segment, I beat Portal 2, and for anybody who's trying, is thinking about getting it, um, there's only one way to really say this. Um, Portal 2 ending equals mind blown. Um, that's basically the only thing I can say about that. Uh, Portal 2 ending the Portal 2 game itself the single player game was absolutely amazing. Um, I'm glad I spent $60 on it. Don't care about the price drop which is happening at Kmart and GameStop to to competition. Um if you really want it go pick it up for 39.99 at GameStop or um or Kmart if you have a Kmart in your area. Don't know. Um go pick it up What's $40. Kmart? What's
3: up? What's a Kmart?
5: Uh, some rank poor place
3: to you know, get stuff. You know, you know what's funny? It's where,
5: can, it's where you can buy
0: K quick.
3: There you go. <laughs> you know. You know what's funny? My mother, literally back in the back in the eighties, was working for Kmart and like she was in the managers program and had a pretty good career with Kmart until they just kind of you know almost went out of business.
5: Yeah, them going almost out of business was not a good moment. For anybody, um,
3: I used to, I used but, to work I used to work for Kmart back in nineteen ninety four. I worked in the sporting goods, toys, paint, and hardware. And sometimes I would be the only one working all those fucking <laughs> aisles and shit. So you know, paint I, I, I'd and I'd
5: hardware be, next to the kids section. Yes, that toys. works out great. Hey and kids, I, let's go play with paint chips
3: today. Hey, hey. And, hey, and the bottom line was I could sell guns to people. Yeah, that's a good moment. Even after I was sniffing to faint. So, I mean, good stuff.
5: <laughs> hey, you want to buy the shotgun? Sure, son. Let me see it for a second. Yes, yeah, sure. Um, I, there's not much news other than that. Uh, I haven't really seen.
0: There was a little gossip regarding Superman. Yeah. I could care
3: less appar- apparently, Superman right he's now. renounced his citizenship. He's not American anymore.
0: Oh, it wasn't even that. That was one bit of it. But apparently, the film has got some German actress playing the lead villainess
3: as Faior. Oh, Michael Shannon is going to play Zod in the movie. T.M. Bronx is about to go to ape shit. <laughs> Bronx is going to go absolutely ape before what? Zod.
5: Oh my. Um, actually, I just saw a piece. Jurassic Park is going out on Blu-ray. Yay.
3: Speaking of which, uh, there's only, I think, three or four more episodes. Three more episodes including tonight's episode of Smallville. Before the big uh, season finale, the two-hour finale, and they have already announced they've got a big 62-disc uh, complete series of Smallville that's going to be coming out in the fall. I'm totally getting that motherfucker. Totally, 62 discs.
5: Um, I don't know if anybody what oh, I I do know people watch the Super Bowl. And, um, I don't know why I was thinking of that. Uh, there was a show that's going to be coming out on Fox very soon. Called Island Nebula or something. Island Nova. Nova Nova something. Island Nova, I believe. Um, it's basically a take off Jurassic Park. Uh looks amazing. It's supposed to be starting up very soon. It'll definitely be uh enjoyable. Crelly, if you don't stop posting these pictures, we're gonna have a problem tonight.
3: <laughs> there there's an island <laughs> in Canada called Nova Scotia. Is that pretty close to it?
5: I I don't know um but Jurassic Park will be coming out on Blu-ray uh the casing and all that uh is basically the cage that was in the first film where they lift up the door it's it that's basically the entire casing for the disc um looks pretty cool but definitely one of those things that I'd rather just have a regular open closed box clamshell box
3: Jurassic Park I always like the Jurassic Park movies the third one was kind of lame to me, but like, I thought the first two were pretty solid. Totally the, brings the, back my childhood.
5: Yeah, the books, um, uh, the books were given to me uh, as I think I was 12 when, the, when I was given the first book. And then I got the second book as a Christmas present. I was very happy about that. Um, you know what? This just hit me. I want to throw this out right now. I want to hit um, you too. Yeah, <laughs> guess what? I want to send my prayers and my thoughts to I think it was Arkansas that got the tornadoes.
3: It wasn't Alabama.
5: Alabama, possibly. It's been a very long day. Listen, Um,
3: listen, listen. The difference is one has Bill Clinton as the president, or, or or you know, Bill Clinton was from one of them, and the other one's famous for inbreeding. Okay, it's Alabama. Yeah, Alabama.
5: Um, but I also want to throw it to North Carolina. Um, we had some pretty bad. Uh, tornadoes uh, a few months, a few weeks ago, about a week or two ago actually, and we had a lot of damage, uh, including to Terrawah Terrace. Um, I posted the pictures on my Facebook, I don't know if anybody really who knows me got a chance to look at them, but um, during the tornadoes, uh, one of the houses was hit and was actually destroyed while a toddler was asleep in their crib. Um, The toddler actually broke its back while a Marine and a Navy corpsman actually got him out. Uh, It's pretty crazy. Um, All this weather we're getting is just really driving home that things can happen at any moment. I mean, we had the earthquake in Japan. We've had tornadoes all throughout the east and south. So, I mean, definitely if you're in an area where you can get tornadoes, watch out for yourself. Definitely keep it. Keep your eyes up, but also if you hear something, get running because we definitely want to keep the family right here. We definitely don't want to lose anybody. Find the low ground.
3: If you hear something and you are on a flat, find the lowest ground you can get into. A storm drain. Just get the fuck out of there, man. You know what? I live in Arkansas, Texas, Oklahoma. I know all about tornadoes. I've lived through them and it, it is rough, but you're right. There's a lot of crazy weather storms going on whether it's tornadoes earthquakes a lot of natural disasters happening and is it any consequence that next year's 2012 i think not
5: and actually um there was apparently an earthquake in minneapolis minnesota today um i don't know how if there was any damage or i don't know anything about it one of our team's mothers um told us about it so wow really a lot of stuff going on out there um if you're in any of those areas my prayers are with you uh, my prayers are definitely to Alabama, who the death count I believe is up to 250 now. It's definitely getting to be one of those moments, one of those years.
3: It's crazy, but uh, I think that's pretty much. Oh, oh, let's let's talk Thor real quick before we get out of here. We're running. Yeah, extra sorry, long Ashley. Tonight. Ashley, no tell us about Thor real quick.
0: Um, honestly, was impressed. Obviously, because it's. Because of the nature of the character, for not a lot of people have heard of him. So there's quite a lot of backstory at the start, but it kind of is interspersed with action and talky bits. Because, you know, the director of this normally directs, like, Shakespearean movies. Kenneth like Branagh.
3: Isn't it Kenneth Branagh? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a fucking awesome director, too. Uh,
0: he honestly did a good job because I can see it's kind of a bit CGI heavy when they go in the. Uh, you know, Asgard and all that up a, up in Valhalla or whatever. I don't know enough, but um, yeah. Basically, the story is um, it starts off when they're young and you know why they're battling against these ice demon people, which basically they just look like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger from Batman and Robin as Mister Freeze. Um,
3: <laughs> Come then, here, Frosty. Um, Come and sing the song, Frosty.
0: Basically, somehow these frosty guys get in and try to steal this, like, big electric box or something that harnesses all the power, which they fail. Thor goes, aw, I want to fight them. So, secretly behind his dad's back, he goes out and fights them, which pisses off his dad, so he banishes him down to earth. And then you've... For about the second half of the movie, it's just him basically adjusting to life. So it's got a kind of, like... 300 kind of aspect with, like, the the war stuff, but then also the Iron Man kind of humor. Like, he can't stop eating for some reason.
3: Now, I, I don't know if you guys saw this or not, and I, I was going to get a trailer for this tonight and play it, but I forgot about it. I'll do it next week, but... To uh, counteract the fact that Marvel has made a Thor movie, uh, Kevin Nash has apparently been involved in a Thor project as well. There is a movie called uh, The Mighty Thor... That I believe has Kevin Nash as maybe Thor's father. And this one looks really, really cheesy. We're talking like B-movie-esque, really bad special effects. And you've got like this short-haired Thor chasing fucking giant lizards around. And Kevin Nash plays his dad. It's awesome.
0: Who do I prefer, Diesel or Hannibal Lecter?
3: (laughs) Diesel or Hannibal Lecter. I don't know. I know. Is Is it really a choice? I mean, come on.
0: <laughs> but I was impressed by Chris Hemsworth, considering the only mate. Well, the only major thing in film he's done is that he appeared in the first five minutes of Star Trek as Kirk's dad, and other than that, he was involved in the Australian soap Home and Away. He's a pretty damn good actor, and I'm impressed. I want to see more of him. Well, we're going to see more of him in the Avengers, but um, let's just say. Um, there is a mention of a certain character that you've seen in previous Marvel movies that's going to be coming in the Avengers. There's a cameo, which is a blink and you'll miss it, from... I, I mean, I I honestly didn't know that this person was a superhero, ca- you know, a comic book character, until I did the research after watching it on Wikipedia and all that. But, you know, I won't spoil it, so you can find it for yourself. And then right at the end... Hold on, hold
5: on, hold on. Spoiler alert. One, two... Who is it, actually?
0: Who's the character it's, you didn't what's know? What's his name? It's Jer- the actor's Jeremy Renner, and I can't remember what his name is.
3: Off the oh, top of it, eh? uh... Hawkeye. Yeah.
5: You didn't know Hawkeye was a... Oh, we're going to have to have a talk, actually. I'm not
0: that into the comic books.
5: Because, as far as I know, Hank film is supposed to be in the Avengers... Hawkeye is supposed to be in the Avengers. Um, uh, the Wasp is going to be in the Avengers. I mean, there's a few minor characters from the Ultimate Universe that are going to be in the Avengers.
0: So we need to get you trained up on who the Avengers really are. All I will say is the the end, you know, as ever with a Marvel film, stay after the credits because there is a kind of important thing at the end. Um, Samuel L, as ever, just hams it up for the couple of minutes that he's on screen but the things that get revealed in it kind of like makes the connection towards the next one which is captain america and then the basically stuff happens in the end which basically means right now we're starting the ball rolling on avengers that's the only reason why i'd probably even go see the movie is just to see how
5: they tie into uh, Captain America, because straight up Captain America is one of my favorite superheroes of all time. I mean, just this normal guy is given a serum and becomes stronger than anything else, and goes to take on every single Nazi or whatever during World War II, and then comes back and has to live his life as this this one person. I mean, it's just one of my he's one of my favorite superheroes of all time. And then when they killed him, I cried. I'll claim it. When he was shot on the steps after the Civil War, I cried. I'm glad that they came back with him. They rebirthed Captain America, I guess they'll say. Steve Rogers. um, It's definitely one of those great moments when uh, they said, you know, all this talk about Captain America being dead really doesn't mean anything. Uh, As J.J. said one time before, do comic book characters really stay dead? It's true, uh, And and you know JJ there's actually a talk about killing off Clark Kent uh fully killing him off. I mean there's a large talk in DC about killing off Clark Kent.
3: Well we'll we'll see how that does. You know, I think at some point DC needs to reboot. Obviously after this Batman movie, this is the last one for Nolan and there may be they may be rebooting the series to maybe incorporate the rest of uh you know pretty much the rest of the dc universe
5: yeah which
3: could That's be I mean. interesting so i don't know who just dropped but i think we're about to go ahead and end the show we're we're running a little long tonight anyway so bye ashley did ashley drop yeah well it happens it's we've reached the end of the show anyway so we may as well uh hit that old familiar music any final thoughts guys before we
5: um something out? i didn't say i'm sorry uh something i didn't say in the beginning um a lot of people, a lot of people know me as being a staff member here at SNS. I am also now officially, I guess we'll say it, um, a staff member at HeadlocksToHeadlines.com. Uh, I will um, be doing most of the pay per view results as they happen, um, as Curly says, "till I piss them off." Um, I will also uh, be starting up a column sometime in the near future, uh, which will include wrestling video games uh, basically whatever I can really think of at the time so um, if anybody has any ideas what they would like to see in this column um, I will uh, be, be including the um, I will be including the picks and all of that that we do here at SNS. Um, also to everybody get your picks in please uh, I need them before Sunday's pay-per-view. Um, If you can't get them to me till Sunday itself, get get them to me Sunday before the pay-per-view. Seriously, just send them to the email. Put them on the Facebook site. I don't care. Just get me the pics. I need them before Sunday. Um, I haven't had a chance to look at the emails yet, but get them to me. Let's get this done. And, as always, U4L. Unplugged for life.
3: Crowley, anything?
4: Um... No, not really. Uh, H2HP on Twitter. And next week, you know what? Uh, I think next week we should have a more sports talk with me and Ashley because that, that, that was really fun. I think everyone enjoyed our sports talk in it. And I, I think our British audience will enjoy more talking. So next week I might have to review the, uh, uh, the Arsenal Maynight game with Ashley right you know, on, on Unplugged. Because, JD, as you say, you are the innovator of radio when it comes to doing gaming and wrestling. So do true?
3: gaming, wrestling, and sports. Yes. no that yet? Yeah, it's T-Time with Ashley Crelly.
5: Oh, God. Anyway, on Crelly. that note,
3: I want to thank the sensational Sean and, of course, uh, the fucking foreign kid, Chris Kelly, HeadlocksToHeadlines.com. I also want to thank Ashley for talking about Thor and invading tonight for the British invasion. Uh, as far as the rest of the programming, guys, don't forget WNL this Monday night. This Sunday be sure and join us here at www.sundaynightshowdown.com for live pay-per-view coverage of Extreme Rules with myself Mark the Shark DiCarlo, Internet Dave. On that note guys, I am out of here. I'm JJ Sexay and you've just been unplugged. Good night everybody.
5: U4L. <laughs> we party like it's your birthday. we gonna party like it's your birthday, And you know, we don't give do a birthday. We're in the club. for the book, Mama. I what you need. If you the silver balls. I'm mean, gonna have
2: sex. make love. So come give me a hug Get in the You in the, club. Party the book. Mama. I what you need. If you the silver balls. I'm mean, gonna have sex. I ain't need to make love. So come give me a hug. Get in the game but she, I wrote 20 deep, so drama in the club Now that I'm broke the trade, everybody show me love You sell it, come in, let me explain it love me, bro, man, me change I'm down, geez up, I see it's vivid in the cutting man Roll the trees up, you watch how I move Step for a player, bill Been there, put a few shells, now I walk with a lift In the hood, when you play the 50, you hot they like me, I wanna love me, but they love pop But I lay in New York, tell y'all i no, so we playin' it Gave me the choke on so Full focus, man My money on my mind Got a meal, like a deal And I'm still in his mind That shorty yeah. says She's still my stash filling my flow I work for whatever they buy And they're ready to go Honey, yeah Butter, butter, butter Mama, I got what you need If you need the bars I'm mean, in there having sex I ain't in there making love So come give me a hug Again, again, girl Do a party in the club Butter, butter, butter Mama, I got what you need If you need the bars I'm mean, in there having sex I ain't in there making love So come give me a hug Again, again, girl Shimmer, yeah. We party like Shimmer, yeah. Don't try to act like don't know we mean, We club Pop, Hi! My name is... White. My name is... <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> it's your birthday. Yeah. We going party like it. Shimmer, <laughs> it's your <laughs> birthday. Yeah. It's your birthday. Yeah. And you know I don't, don't give a fuck. <laughs>
3: The sitting room dancing his little disco ass off to this right now. Just picture it. He's in the sitting room, yet he's standing. He's dancing. Chris Kelly.
2: Yeah.
3: The scary thing is, the only dancing Crowley knows how to do involves a chair. Every watched flash dance. <laughs> Go, figure.
2: Don't <laughs> be a pole. <bowl. laughs> yes, <has> a pole. shit <laughs>
3: Can't you just picture uh, Crelly in his sitting room right now doing the John Travolta finger point dance? That's good stuff right there. in the background so that Crowley's laying the smackdown on himself, people. Crowley, are you disco dancing in the sitting room, Crowley? What are you doing? Show's over! Man.
1: Put your pants on! Quit playing with your diggy! Fish
2: pump, fish
3: Plugged with JJ a is not affiliated with the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, or any other wrestling and or entertainment companies, and is the
1: exclusive property of the SNS Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, if I could have your attention, please. I've just been informed that JJ Sexy
5: has left the building. E4L.
3: Kelly, are you still dancing in the sitting room? The bist show's bist bist over. Bist bump, bist bump. It's time to go home. Fiff bump, fiss bump, bist bump.